Okay, uh, so I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. You turned your laptop around, AJ. You turned yeah. it around to Josh, and uh-huh. he just went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I'm just going to read it to you as I received it. No, God's penis is not a biological organ. I never said God's penis was the same as man's penis. Obviously, it wouldn't be. That is why I pointed out God has a holy, righteous penis. Oh. That is to say, it's not the same as man's corrupted, fleshy one. As I said when this subject first came up, once again, penises are not just for sex and peeing. It is only because man is evil that he thinks of penises exclusively in those terms. Uh Man is made in the image of God the Father. That is the primary reason why man has a penis. Okay. You cannot insert your evil prejudicial ideas of man's penis onto Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what you are doing. Okay. God's penis is not equal to man's penis. It's really not (laughs) hard to understand so many possible worlds but we got this one so many possible worlds but we got this one welcome to the worst of all possible worlds the home of god's penis (laughs) (laughs) i'm the worst of all possible josh's i'm the worst of all possible aj's i'm the worst of all possible brian's and my why does this have have the cadence of like someone complaining about someone misreading their sonic the hedgehog fan fiction Uh, yeah no no it's no it's exactly that exactly that (laughs) hey 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 hey, y'all guess guess what creature has a real weird penis Mm. hedgehogs Sharks, baby! Oh, are you are you already framing up today's topic in the very first minute of our post cold open here? Yeah. yeah. Well, there, if Look there's one you. thing you love, Josh, it's economy of storytelling. Yeah, that's right. And if there's one thing that sharks love, it's economy. Yeah, that's true. Full stop. Full it's, it's the stop. economy. Um, yeah, we're 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 back for yet another case study in the pop culture of a dying empire, namely. Yeah. Shark Tank. This is this is one of your obsessions, yes, Josh. Correct. Like yes. this is something you've watched this since probably the beginning. Right? I don't know about the very beginning, okay. um, but yeah, no. Shark Tank is definitely a special interest for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back in the beginning, when they all sat at one desk. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's real weird. It's very strange. Yeah. But yeah, no. I I've been watching Shark Tank. I think the first time I ever saw Shark Tank was like in the airport. Um, because CNBC uh, okay. shows reruns of Shark Tank constantly yeah. when it's not oh. during the training day. Yeah. And I think that might have been the first time I actually saw it was at like fucking, I don't know, Detroit Wayne or something like that. Sure. I, yeah. You know, Shark Tank got its start in Japan, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show was called The Tigers of Money. Yeah. They don't yeah. have sharks in Japan. They have tigers. Notoriously. to me. Mako Tsunami, more like <laughs> Fako Budami. Good one. Yeah. Um, you should <laughs> done umami umami <laughs> great fake umami is this evil alter evil. yeah but yeah in in, in the uh sort My of pacific seasoning. region um a mm. tiger is like you know a, a very successful business person but basically the format if you've never seen an episode of this before yeah going all the way back to the tigers of money first area yeah. on nippon tv in 2001 is that five wealthy entrepreneurs basically sit in front of uh, a person mm-hmm. you know basically a, a contestant yeah. who walks up and says hey I got a company. My company sells this thing. Here's what we do in terms of revenue. Uh, Here's what I value my company at. And here's the investment that I want. Yeah, it's it's the classic American Idol thing, right? It's the it's the you got you've got your Simon. You've got your Paula. You've Mm -hmm. got your Randy. They're all behind the table. They're drinking Coke. Uh (laughs) Uh, And then you join. And then you have a bunch of deluded freaks coming in 
with their chances at fame and glory, except exactly. that this leads to sometimes people being put into debt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's interesting, right? Because contestants How is that that's my yeah. contestants need to ask for a specific amount, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I walk into Shark Tank and I say I want fifty thousand dollars for let's say ten percent of the worst of all possible worlds, yeah. uh, giving our company a very fair five hundred thousand yeah. dollar valuation. He did this, by the way, last week. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't walk away with that fifty thousand dollars. Uh, if if I'm not able to get that full amount, yeah. then I have failed. Like they are not yeah. able to offer the com- contestant less money than they asked for. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that stipulation. There's yes. a little bit of an ante there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll compete with each other after that. They will offer like the sharks different will, yeah. competitive the tigers. Yes, yeah, the sharks, the tigers, the dragons, mm-hmm. the lions. Depending on what country you're in, apparently oh Israel was the first one to call them the sharks, and then we went along with the uh, Israeli format i guess all right yeah so they they like argue with each other they get a lot meaner with each other because mm-hmm. there are actual allegedly financial stakes yeah on I mean, the line like, there can be like mark andreessen or whoever they have is actually going to put money into this thing you mean mark cuban <laughs> no I, mark I, andreessen was not a shark i'm assuming that he's a guest shark at some Sadly, point i don't know i just no, watched an episode with gwyneth paltrow no mark andreessen's head is much too egg-like to ever appear <laughs> you know on who shark was tank. a guest shark though. <laughs> it's called the shark tank not the egg tank come on <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy was a guest yes. shark. What? Yes. Yeah. In the first or second season. Yeah, I, think. I, I, wow. I think it was season three. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have a larger seed round than a fifth grader? <laughs> <laughs> you might be a shark. I don't know. No, Fuck. That, that, that's uh, all right. You might be a shark. Uh, tank. I had a sitcom with Haley Joel Osment in the 90s. Holy shit. Did he? Yeah. Huh. The oh. Jeff Foxworthy show. Oh. So contestants yeah. then. If they are able to raise that full amount, it's still not the actual deal. It's a handshake. Right. And then after that, it you know, once the show has aired and everything, then the lawyers do their due diligence. The deal can actually change after uh-huh. the offer was made. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Oftentimes these deals fall through afterward because, you know, the the, the sharks do their diligence and right, they right. find out that the entrepreneurs were misrepresenting their company in some way, shape or and form. You can tell they're yeah. doing some some pre homework, too, because mm-hmm. they'll come in and they'll be like. That's very interesting. Now, I wonder if you have an interesting marital situation at right. home. And they're like, oh, yeah, my wife died because she was a blimp pilot and went <laughs> to the moon and she couldn't breathe up there anymore. I'm so surprised you just asked me right. that on the spot. But that's why I have this special blimp insurance that is supposed to uh, pay out premiums for people right. whose wives go to the moon on a blimp. Man, he put all his blimp money into this business. <laughs> it's uh, very volatile. <laughs> See, the blimp money is also filled with helium. Yeah. But just for you, Mark Cuban, uh, I, I'm i going to... Th- there's also an gonna, NFT. I was going to say, I'm going to slap yeah. the Dallas Mavericks logo yeah. on my blimp. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- this is the basic format, right? And again, Tigers of Money, uh, on in Japan from 2001, yeah. uh, came to the English-speaking world, this format, uh, to the BBC, first of all. It was on BBC oh, it was, Two. It wasn't fucking like Sky or no, something. No, BBC hor- oh, Two. It's on, Jesus. You know what's even crazier? It's on BBC One now. Wow. Fuck off. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> but yeah, well, B- and of course, you know, like... We get most of our really rancid reality shows from the British. Correct. Right. We we right. got uh, The Apprentice started over there yep. with with Lord Sugar. <laughs> Lord Sugar. <laughs> that sounds like what? Wait, that sounds hold like on. a Milo Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> Doing my best Milo impression. Uh, yeah, um, Lord Sugar, the inventor of sugar. Yes. <laughs> no, he's fun. he's a great personality on Twitter too. He's the most just deluded, horrible little freak. He's literally Lord Sugar. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no joke you can make about him. 
Does he, he ever really get, is British Donald Trump? Does he does he get into feuds with Lord Broccoli, the owner of the James Bond <laughs> franchise? Well, that's yeah. the thing. I don't think the Broccolis actually have a a, a title of nobility. Mm. I don't oh, think really? I don't think the Broccolis are in the House of really? Lords like Andrew hmm. Lloyd Webber or Lord Sugar. <laughs> so, uh, Dragon's Den. Weber makes me call him Lord Sugar. Dragon's Den, <laughs> as it ended up being called, uh, was on BBC Two from 2005 and then also came oh, to Christ. Canada on the CBC yes. in 2006. Oh, man. And met with some success in both countries. And so Mark Burnett, the producer who you might best know yeah. for bringing The Apprentice yeah, yeah, to the yeah. United States, yeah. uh, licensed it for American television as Shark Tank. Yeah. Struck a deal with Sony, Shack and uh, the first episodes aired in 2009 on ABC, and was a pretty big hit right from the beginning. Yeah. I, I saw a precursor to this. I saw someone try to do something like this before on TV called Made in the USA. Yes, I remember uh. that. And I believe it was on the USA Network. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but it had... I don't remember who the other hosts were or the other judges were, but one of them was Nolan Bushnell, <laughs> which is why I, I think the only reason I watched it in the yeah, first yeah, place, because well, I was I was a Bushnell? kid who really liked guy. Nolan Bushnell. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was and the Chuck E. Cheese guy. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He's okay. the founder of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Back when it was raunchy and, you know, uh, Chuck E. Cheese like smoked cigars yeah, and no, put them out on the People still refer, yeah, the, refer the to him by his, Chuck e. cheese. his yeah, full yeah, yeah. name, Charles Entertainment Cheese. We were a proper country. Yeah, we were once. And it would just be like it was it was an invention thing more specifically it was like people coming with their inventions which is just like most things that you get most like new products aren't really inventions and most inventions are useless the main thing i remember that that made it to like round two was this 3d zipper so it would zip two things three dimensions while unzipping two other things it was four-sided very very strange that doesn't sound very limited application and very easy to destroy yeah shark tank uh has been on the air ever since on abc it also has it's it's in syndication on cnbc as well of course and the fact that these reruns on cnbc are on in the airport 24 hours a day, it seems. That has helped to sort of drive the continued popularity of this program. And actually, just a few days ago, uh, Shark Tank got renewed for its 15th season on ABC. Yeah, dude. It's funny, you look at all these sort of long-running series, like Top Chef is still, it's Mm -hmm. like in season Mm -hmm. 23, 24. I think Chopped has like 30 seasons at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chopped just sort of Once you get this idea, you can really run them forever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not paying fucking anything to anyone, right? Like, this is these are non-union productions. Crew gets yep. just fucking churned around and spat out. Right. I mean, I know people who got stuck in the cycle of making reality TV mm. for like 10 years or so. Yeah. And then finally left it. But they didn't have any fucking savings. This is right. the future that David Zaslav wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th- and this is why it took off in the early 2000s. It was just like, oh, people will watch this. People will watch Survivor. People will watch the real world. Right. And then we're just going to keep iterating on that and, and keep getting weirder. And with it, it should be noted again that the first season of Shark Tank was 2009. So yeah. this is slightly this is this is after this, that writer's strike was already over. Yeah. Right. But. There it's was... after Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. It's um, around the same time that like Undercover Boss right. is happening. You have a, a much older audience than yep. you did 10 years earlier. And so you're mm. also having to appeal to whatever those interests and those those tastes are. And it's an important note here as well that, you know, Capital still kind of licking their wounds after having to make some pretty major concessions to the writers in the mm-hmm. last strike. One right. of the things that they're trying to do here is create a TV environment that is more friendly to the whims of capital. Yeah. And one of the best ways you can do that is by making a show that is honestly 
every bit as dogmatic as like Adventures in Odyssey, mm-hmm. yes. except rather than for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's for our Lord and Savior the free market. Yeah, the Almighty Dollar. Yeah, I feel it's, like I'm a yeah. I'm an alternative priest in the 70s doing <laughs> art in the West Village. So that's the basics of the history of Shark Tank. Who are the sharks? Yeah, yeah. Who are these sharks well, we, coming we down? Got a, we got a clip. Who are the sharks? (laughs) They're self-made millionaire and billionaire investors who are entrepreneurs themselves. Kevin O'Leary is a venture capitalist who turned a $10,000 loan into a software business worth $4.2 billion. He almost bankrupted Mattel. Don't Google. (laughs) Don't Google. Barbara Corcoran went from working as a waitress in Manhattan to building the city's preeminent real estate empire. Probably a couple steps there. Damon John is a fashion and branding expert who grew his homegrown clothing line into the globally recognized fashion brand FUBU. Has been sued by numerous sharks numerous times. The son of an immigrant factory worker is now now a technology mogul who sold his first internet companies for over $350 million. Last door reviews for Hershevet Group are insane. And Mark Cuban, <laughs> notorious billionaire entrepreneur and like, this guy sucks, actually. owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And, I mean, Mark Cuban kind of needs no introduction, right? Uh, yeah, I like they're like notorious and outspoken. These mm. are euphemisms. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just so outspoken about owning the Mavericks. Is exactly. What it is. Yeah, yeah I, I also think it's just very interesting that the way they characterize some of these, like, well, there's a lot of them that are billionaires, but there's also some of them that are just millionaires. Yeah. You know, well, like yeah. there's a little bit of condescension. And that's yeah. what's interesting, too, right, is that the other sharks here, um, I sort of pointed up the things that bust the bubble of their profile mm-hmm. a little bit. But also Mark Cuban is on a totally different level of wealth from all these other people because he got really, really lucky during the dot com boom. And he was able right. to sell what was it, broadcast dot com. Yeah, I he think, sold it at exactly the right say? time when it, right before everything collapsed. Yeah, like imagine imagine if we were le- if we were introducing ourselves like this, like meet the lads, <laughs> the self-made YouTuber, failed YouTubers <laughs> turned mildly successful podcasters. Yeah. Brian Alford leveraged his faggotry to create a multi-thousand-dollar media empire. Multi-thousand. Josh Borman yeah. rose for the from the ranks of low-tier Twitter poster <laughs> to have some amount of success, but. Still, at the end of the day, when his account gets banned, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> AJ Diddy had a bagel this morning. <laughs> and then it's just B-roll footage of me eating a bagel, yeah, looking yeah, very yeah, serious yeah. into the camera. And then, like, cream cheese falls on my tie, and yeah. then I try and wipe it off, but my hand is also covered in cream cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you gonna do? Um, so you're 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 just like in a a little like freeze frame from an 80s family uh, sitcom. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Everywhere you look, <laughs> everywhere there's a bagel. Look. Oh, there's cheese. Yeah. I'm drowning so in cream so cheese. Almost as hard as God's boner. Oh, hey! Remember, remember uh, God's no, dick? I, I we mean, talked about that it's, earlier. It's definitely one way to do a callback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is God's boner made of, then, if it's not flesh? Cream cheese. So, um, <laughs> the only other shark that wasn't mentioned in that mm. version of the intro, because oh, yeah. there's a sixth core shark, is Lori Grenier. Um, yes. Right. yes. She Lori. came up in the ranks at QVC. Yeah. She is really, in terms of like selling a product, mm-hmm. probably the best shark. Doing direct to customer marketing 
as well as just packaging a product in a way that's interesting at retail is her forte. She's of the clips that I saw yeah. of the episodes that I saw. She's the only one that I'm like, oh, she actually knows what she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, <laughs> yes, 100 percent. Kevin O'Leary, uh, I had mentioned almost bankrupted Mattel. He's got a whole bunch of, uh, of ventures behind we could him, do, many of them unsuccessful. We could do a whole episode about Kevin O'Leary specifically. Yeah. But the big thing that you need to know is that he is the reason that edutainment software died because it was his <sighs> company that acquired all of the edutainment companies uh, because it was pretty much just like a holding company that kept making acquisitions, including the learning company, including Edmark, including all of oh, Davidson. Oh, and that's why TLC is what it is Correct. today. Fuck what, off. What he did was he took that business and he sold it to Mattel, which is what they talk about in the opening. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then once the deal was through and Mattel actually opened the books, they realized that they'd basically been sold the bill of goods. Yeah. And um, st- the stock crash, Mattel almost went, actually they were, they bankrupt. basically sold a bill of bads um that's right brian <laughs> and so like yeah it, it's it's one of those things where the the biographies that they give about these people are not quite yeah. accurate but they're creating this mythos and i'm curious to hear from both of you like your initial thoughts on the sharks either sure. maybe specific sharks the sharks as a, as a whole how do we feel about that i just don't like it when men who are bald on top with hair around the sides turn out to be like fucking super villains like <laughs> I, I need to make this perfect i need yeah. I, I need it i had never seen an episode of shark tank before doing it for this episode and i hate all of these people mm. why do they call him mr wonderful why do they yeah, call him mr that? wonderful what oh, the yeah. fuck is happening did he there? did he help a thousand children see for the <laughs> first time yeah no um, mr wonderful i actually don't know off the top of my head like okay but, but it was it, he came up with that name for himself he yeah, called himself mr wonderful because the whole time. joke is that he sucks fucking dog dick Correct. and everyone hates him. Correct. Yeah. Right. He wants to be the Simon Cowell, even though it's obviously Mark Cuban is the Simon Cowell. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also the trick with Simon Cowell is that he knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. like yeah. most yeah. of the time. Yeah, no, O'Leary um actually was one of the original sharks on Dragon's Den Canada as well. So when they were working on putting together the cast for Shark Tank, yeah. he was one of their first calls. Now, also one of their first calls was Mark Cuban. But he wasn't able to do it at the time. And so mm. they got Robert Herjavec instead, which is I why you're going to say Robert Durst for some reason. I also <laughs> thought we were going down the Durst. But that's also why I don't know. We didn't really see it in these episodes so much, but there's no. definitely like a dynamic where Cuban and Herjavec do not like each other. Mm, and that's because yeah. Herjavec has a big chip on his shoulder because Cuban is the tech guy who has more money. I, I, I feel like they have very like established personalities that really come across very quickly like Mm -hmm. they're good at branding themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it also feels like you know when you watch top chef you believe gordon ramsay knows a thing or two about cooking yeah yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i trust that he knows if that scallop has been overcooked or not yeah i cannot trust a single one of these sharks to have any Mm. any real authority on what they're talking about and that makes for a very disorienting experience because the show really wants you to think that these people yes. are like fucking savants. Well, you, heard show, that the, you heard that in the yeah, opener. Like yeah. the, show, frame it up. the show knows that it doesn't have to try very hard because this is America and this is the this is the 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 civic religion that we've all bought right. into is that like right. these people. Yeah, I it's mean, Worthington's could, law. More yeah. money equals better people than people right? love like like I mentioned, undercover boss. Mm. You watch that show as you or I, or as people who have soaked ourselves in the irony left media sphere yeah. for a number of years, and it's like Ugh. but you watch it as just like a normal person, like you tend to think of business success as some sort of result of virtue. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. And that virtue has 
led someone to bring to 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 come to this place where they can then be like, oh, I care about my employees so much. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah, wear yeah. a disguise. And I'm gonna and I think actually the best example of that is one that we'll get to later with the uh, the Pavlock. Yes, I think the Pavlock yeah. is the perfect example of that idea of building virtue to build wealth. So if we had to describe each of these core six sharks with let's say a word or two, what would they be? Let's do let's say Kevin O'Leary first. Odious. Yeah, he's the he's just the meanest one. I he's, guess? The, he's the mean one. Yeah. But he also there's something very Trumpian about him. Yeah. There's he's something basically Canada's he, he Trump. wants. He yeah. wants to be. Yeah. He wants to be Canada's Lord Sugar. <laughs> and he infamously went on Celebrity Jeopardy and just got his ass handed to him, which is really funny. To watch. <laughs> uh, that's like fun. That'd be fun to watch. But he has such a thin skin, too. Mm-hmm. That like, but yeah, it's like he's supposed to be a heel. He's supposed to be because like the other sharks will yell at him or whatever. Like he's supposed to be someone who who takes a few licks. Right. What yeah. about uh, Damon John? He's supposed to be. I mean, like the the pitch is that he's the one with street smarts, right? right. He is a black businessman. He's the guy who founded Fubu. Fubu, right? He is the guy. He like his business that brand that is so relevant now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like his business is still like he's in every Walmart in America. And right. Walmart is is the like second largest employer after the U.S. government in this right. country. So he's like, and and he he didn't go to school. Right. And we, we actually listened to a clip where, he, you know, he's talking about being raised by, by mm-hmm. a single mother and everything like that. Right, like, right. So he's the guy who who, you know, put his his fucking fists in the ground and just pulled a whole business yeah. out of the earth. So I, I feel that makes me respect him. I mm. think a lot more than some of these other these other sharks. But there uh, well, is just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there is there is something I don't know. His rivalry with Laurie strikes mm-hmm. me as pretty ugly. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something he, he's very mean spirited about that dynamic. Mean spirited, yes. but he's also kind of the one who's a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yeah. He knows he's not the one who's going to like throw in an insult. Interestingly right, enough, right, right, like right. he's never the one who really, um, at least from what we watched, uh, he's never the one to jump in there yeah, with no. something that's going to be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. No. Um, that being said. He is the most fashionable of all the sharks. True. Uh, how about Barbara Corcoran? The nice one, I guess. She's the uh, older older lady. lady. Short um, hair, yeah. Y- y- she seems to be the one who is the most like focused on getting the show made. Yeah. She's like, shut up. Wait till you hear the yeah, whole yeah, pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. She's, she seems like the closest they have to like a host. Mm-hmm. almost. <laughs> although it's, she's the traffic cop. Although yeah, it's Kevin show, who yeah. gets it's O'Leary who gets the center chair and who's got the earpiece, which yeah, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, that yeah. and usually Robert Herjavec, who sits on the far right side. Right. Actually, um, the first clip I saw with Herjavec, I thought maybe, oh, they have a they have a Ryan Seacrest now. They have a host. I didn't realize right, that he was right, one that of he was the also sharks. A shark. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. He's an egomaniac. I find just not a fan of that. man. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get too much of a read on his personality. Lori Grenier, we talked about a little bit already, and we'll yeah. hear from her shortly. UVC, she knows products. Right. She knows how to sell a product, yes. a thing. So that's the, in terms of business, that's the thing that connects easiest to right. anyone watching the show. Right. It's like, I buy products, right? right? Yeah. I've been to Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know, wait. I don't know what, like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what like a series is, right? You know, I don't know the difference between an angel investor and uh, uh, another kind of investor, <laughs> or, or a nephilim <laughs> investor, a devil Be investor. Not afraid, I bring and, money. And I'm not saying like, oh, the audience is stupid; they don't know this kind of stuff. You know, using I as like a rhetorical device. I mean, I don't know right. what an angel investor is. I don't know what a fucking series or a round is or anything like that. And I don't there is know something thrilling to hearing people use a lot of words you don't understand. Mm. Yeah. In like oh, rapid they sound succession so smart. and like yeah. having them know it. But the other thing about this show is that it is 
so it is edited to the it's teeth. frenetic like it's almost like this is why i can't watch reality tv yeah it just it oh it but just this makes one, my I head think hurt even more so than a lot of reality tv it's yeah. almost like this thing was entirely made in the edit yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah it's it's this feels like if you've ever watched like the British version of the reality shows that come to the U.S., they're so much more aggressively edited even than they are here. Mm-hmm. And this feels just fully British. There is a uh, they they made the huge mistake last year of doing a live episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did oh, not no, force you two to watch. To watch. No, I mean, you oh, should watch. Man, I, I, if yeah, you oh, can man. find it, I, I'm pretty sure it aired and then they pulled it immediately because yeah. it's one of the worst fucking things I've oh, ever my seen. God, but, Shark yeah. Tank lads cast. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's 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 Mark Cuban, obviously, is the last one. We've talked about him. His personality yeah. is that he has money. Well, like, and the thing yeah. about this show show is that he's the guy who can smell a scam right yeah he's, he's the, the guy who yeah. can see i know when when someone talks this way or has this kind of product that it's just 100 percent fucking yep. top shelf of gnc bullshit does he have experience with scams i don't actually I know think he's a tech he's, guy yeah you know? okay yeah. sure there's probably a lot he, of he pictures just, that he's just there. able to smell out i think the same thing that you know yeah a lot of people he has a pretty attuned, attuned bullshit into detector it, yeah, yeah. Sure, he, sure. at some point he he just realized that the whole supplement market yeah. is bad except also, for except yeah. for when it comes to tech bullshit which yes. we will get NFTs. to later also oh, boy, also in the we? later seasons he looks unhealthy is he in poor health lately i don't or? know what exactly his deal is like he just like in those those clips from the last couple seasons yeah. he looks rough yeah mm. yeah i don't know i don't know we can only speculate yeah. um but now now that we have sort of framed up our sharks we yeah. might as well go ahead and listen to i had you listen to a bunch of pitches yeah, yeah. and yeah, these yeah, have yeah. all been selected for different reasons because yeah. they all sort of like give you different insights into different parts of what shark tank is uh, the first one uh, is from season one, episode eight, for a company known as Throx. Let me ask you, what do you do when you lose a sock? Do you scream bloody murder? Do you kick the washer dryer? Well, I have a solution. Throx. One, so three, three socks. socks. <laughs> one, two, three. So when you lose one, you still have a pair. Uh. <laughs> a cure for the missing sock. Throx beats the competition by, by a, a foot. foot. I just, I just. Yeah, so what, <laughs> I don't know, what is that guard? What he's selling uh, here is like printed socks, you know, that have little designs right. on them. Yeah. But they're sold in packs of three. Correct. So yes. it's Throx, T-H-R-O-X. And mm-hmm. uh, just to give the listeners some like idea of what this guy looks yeah, like. Can you describe him? <laughs> he looks like he's escaped the pages of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. It's he like, have you he's like the one slur? He is the one slur. <laughs> and I feel it's like, like, have you ever been to a sex party? Because <laughs> there's at You've least five guy. of these guys <laughs> yeah. oh, no. in a steampunk top hat. Like, yep. you know, <laughs> and none of them are making eye contact with each right, other. Right, like, yeah, right, yeah, right. You know, you feel like if they did, they just merge back into the singular person that they are. But like, I feel I feel like the thing is, is like, this just seems like it complicates your process because now you just have too many socks. Yeah, well, yeah. now you just have an extra sock that you're not going to wear with the others. <laughs> you guys, so you're going to have like one that wears out. And like, I don't lose my socks that much. Gosh, it's socks. It's three socks. <laughs> and I mean, and, and the thing is, the the shacks, they nail it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, the friggin' yeah. shacks in this tank here. Yeah. They nail what this is. It's a novelty product. It's yeah. a fun gag gift that you can get at one of those like little stores in the Berkshires 
or whatever. like Spencer's. Yeah. Or the, yeah, like Spencer's. Well, and yeah. something that's also interesting about this first one is like, if you watch a lot of season one, it's shit like this. Yeah. Because the producers yeah. like this was not a Shark Tank was not a brand yet. Going yeah. on Shark Tank was not a guaranteed slam dunk that would sell yeah. out your entire inventory in an evening, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so they had to find like, I don't even know if this is a real guy or not. Well, and he and, could be doing this as a piece of performance. Right. Art. And right, seeing, right, right, right. seeing the pitch here, it's just like it's like made in the USA. It's like, here's your product. Here's right. your invention, which this right. Like, that's again, that's not primarily what business is. His name is Edward Heaven. <laughs> yeah, he's got a soul patch, which I think was just glued on his face. Yeah, he's uh, don't the sharks refer to him as a vampire cockroach at one point? Yeah, well, that's what that's what Mr. Wonderful it's calls it's, it's, him. Yeah. And it's like that was uncalled. But for. again, this is this yeah. is so, funny looking, but like, don't call it, him a just fucking a, it's cockroach. Just a silly product. O'Leary, yeah. though, here we start to see his hard ass persona. Yeah, right? because it's like, oh, Kevin's going to cut right through the bullshit yeah. and he's going to tell you the truth and he's going to sh- tell it like it is. Yeah. And it's just it's it's just a silly guy. He's yeah. just a silly guy. He, he, he just, he's just a little guy. He's, just a little guy. he's yeah. got three socks. The, the big thing, too, is like every time that I find a sock missing, I just think to myself, Throx, three socks. <laughs> I, I just don't tend to lose socks. Sure, even even sure. going to the laundromat, I don't like I, I usually have my socks until they are unwearable and mm-hmm. like the elastic is given out or they've worn out. I don't tend to lose one of my socks. Yeah, well, personally, there, there maybe was that's a, a millennial thing. I don't know. There was a long time <laughs> because when, of trauma. <laughs> because of trauma. Yes, there was a long time when, uh, when I when I was doing puffs that I used to wear mismatched socks everywhere mm. I went. Okay, uh, so I lost a lot of socks during that period of my sure, life. Sure, sure, but they were mismatched anyway, so. It didn't, you know, matter. You it didn't matter. It went out. Yeah, but that, but now that I've exited that part of my life, I do have a lot of only one sock. I you remember, know how that I could have been fixed. In the, uh, mm. Throcks. Throcks. Three, three socks. socks. <laughs> I remember in the early 2010s, there were a lot of uh, Kickstarters for companies that were like, what if we sell you one sock? Mm. What if we sell you a sock? But it's the best but it's, sock. It, but it's like the same as like any pair of socks you'd get at Macy's, but it's more expensive for some reason. <laughs> Fuck but it's off. one well, So sock. it's exclusively for masturbation. No, it's for wearing them mismatched. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. No, it's, if it so was, it wasn't a cum sock. No, it wasn't knock. a cum sock. No, that would be good. Like sock. Yeah, what if you... Oh, I, like, I like the idea of... Oh, knock though, because it's not only is it one, it's also Onan. Yeah, yeah, it is masturbator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you could, you could like get a sock and you put like a uh, flashlight material in mm. it. Yeah, and you could have a, an an Onak. Yeah, so <laughs> Anunnaki. <laughs> but why? I did just for the experience of fucking a sock. Like, yeah. why would you just? Yeah. Okay, some people are into that shit. You, you know, know, some people are into all kinds of weird uh, things. But they're into it like because horses. the texture of the inside of the sock inflation. is right, different right, 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 than the right, right. inside of a fleshlight. You can't pitch it's this for the sort of thing. Experience of feeling the sock on your dick. You can't pitch this sort of thing on ABC. So okay. would you? Wait, wait. So would the. Would the appeal of it being like a rougher sock mm. or a softer sock? No, or rougher. Like, what, It'd be rougher. Sock. What material is it? Cotton is the best, or acrylic, or what are we going? It for depends here, on what AJ? kind of softener. I'm, I, 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 I. <laughs> no, keep going. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I realized that you were getting very more. specific about what you wanted from, yeah. from what. I'm sorry. From what uh, uh, a, a someone, person, wants. A someone, yeah. Uh, yeah. An, an, an Onok owner AJ's would would perhaps sock <laughs> corner. <laughs> I like that we had the same instinct for the sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't is... actually like that at all. I hate it. No, it's awful. So I want to, uh, uh, I want to put a pin in in, in the Onak discussion as much yeah. as I love it because we have miles to but go. What if we put thrins mm. in it? Three pins. pins. <laughs> 
I didn't pull a lot of clips from the early era of Shark Tank because, yeah. again, it's like before the show got to like season three or so, yeah. that was before Mark Cuban was on board. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had Kevin Harrington at that point. That was the guy who just is boring. Yeah. God, he's um, so dull. And so Does he the dude with the accent. He's the guy with the weird hair. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just like. I'm curious to hear about the things that you noticed in terms of these early episodes, like this or the other early episodes, assuming you watched any other early episodes, like things yeah. that were just yeah. off about I, these I, early I seasons. I tried to find early episodes. I couldn't torrent them anywhere. Mm. Uh, they, they are very strange. They are on Hulu in okay. their entire. Yeah. Did you watch anything? I, 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 did, I, did, I did watch. I, I watched I, the pilot I, actually. Oh, what did you think I'm about the pilot? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently logged out of Hulu, and I just have to text my sister for her password. Ah, yes. no, no, sure, sure. Uh, so it's one of those situations. Um, it feels like the editing in the pilot specifically is very herky jerky. Mm -hmm. Like they mm -hmm. really haven't figured out what the flow of the show yes. is yet. Yeah. So it feels like certain segments are much longer than other segments. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I would have actually liked to have seen them all kind of be of equal length. Well, yeah, I mean, Throx is only three and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's in it's and three minutes. Yeah, three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> part of the reason this is the three hosts, the throws, <laughs> throws coming at you live. <laughs> Honestly, part of the reason We're I watched Throx ghosts. <laughs> Move on from Throx to yeah. uh, Scrub Daddy. This is season four, episode seven. And yes. if yeah. you know any Shark Tank product, it's probably this one. If you honestly. know Josh Borman, you know this Shark <laughs> Tank product. I was mm. I was at your home mm. in 2016. <laughs> it may have been Anne who was coming mm. home. Mm -hmm. And had gotten a scrub daddy. Yes. And you were like, oh, yeah, you got a scrub daddy. It's a great. So it's a really and good sponge. And I was like, yeah, yeah. scrub daddy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> scrub daddy is a product. I should leave. And you guys were like, it's scrub daddy. Right. When the water's hot, it's mm -hmm. softer. It's like that happens with sponges. Yeah, but not too. But not in the same way that it does with like not in the scrub same daddy way. is a genuinely useful product. Yeah. And part of the it was reason very impressive Josh is a pitch. true believer that yeah. the, well, part of the reason. Exactly. This is this episode or this this pitch rather is a really good example of just a very well constructed Shark Tank. Pitch. Yeah. yeah. It has everything that you need. It's got prop work. I mean, right. the thing about Shark Tank is that when prop work is done well, it's done very well. Yes. And when it is yeah. done poorly, oh boy, is it bad. Oh yeah. And this, so we got this guy from, from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So he says it Wooder every time. He says Wooder. Aaron, Aaron yeah. Krauss. Aaron Krauss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of Pennsylvanians in, in these clips at the very least. Mm. Pennsylvania well, is a breeding ground for business. I guess you know, so. And it is, and it is very interesting because like a lot of these people who are pitching are business people. They mm -hmm. are not necessarily performers. And the way he compensates for this very smartly is he lets the product do the talking yes. for yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah, he's not Billy Mays. And all no. these people, nope. they're they're trying to be Billy Mays and they can't be Billy Mays. But he was so talented at what he did, Billy Mays. Like, that's yeah, a he really, really was. hard skill to be able to sell something that Yeah, well. I mean, just look at fucking Vince, the, the ShamWow guy. Yeah. That guy sucks. He's fucking <laughs> terrible. And yet yeah. he's like in second place to Billy Mays. Billy Mays yeah. was just like a fucking a league and a half beyond everybody else. But yeah, yeah pulling it back to Aaron and, and his demo, you know, he, he, he dunks one scrub daddy in a thing of ice water. Yeah. He dunks another scrub daddy in a thing of warm water. Mm -hmm. He sets a 10-pound weight Word. on each of them. Yep. Uh, the one that was in the cold water stays firm. The yep. one that was in the warm water, you know, collapses, flattens. flattens. Yep. Um, and uh, everyone he, loved the fucking demo. Also, he yeah. shows the usefulness of the smiley face. Mm -hmm. They figured out how to make the smiley. Like, he's like, oh, you can scrub a cup yep. by putting your fingers in the eye holes. You can scrub a spoon by putting the spoon through the mouth. And it's brilliant design because it's, yeah. it, it's a little, you know, if you haven't seen a scrub daddy, it is a circular sponge that sort of has like a, 
uh, it's got like hair, I guess you could say, like yeah. a little sort of starburst thing going on on top. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got two little eye holes. It's got a little mouth. So it looks very cute and very fun, yeah. but it's also got functionality. Yeah. Too. And it, yeah. like and you note here, too, this guy is not just some guy with an idea and right. a dream. This is someone who has been working on an upper level in manufacturing for a very long time, mm-hmm. for yeah. his entire adult life, probably. And he knows how to make this material Mm -hmm. and he knows exactly what his manufacturing needs are going to be to get a hold of his own plant. This has already been on QVC. This has already been a number of stores of product on QVC, $100,000. Yeah. Um, And this is also just an example of like knowing exactly what he needs a shark for specifically, like why this investment? Why now? And so it's coupling the two things that make a great shark tank pitch so good that first of all the product is clear the value prop is clear uh, yeah. so that somebody watching tv would want to buy it because mm-hmm. it is an infomercial at the end of the day yeah, yeah, yeah but also the pitch for a potential investor is like oh you could make real money on this fucking thing yeah yeah and i own a scrub daddy and i learned a lot about how to clean glasses from watching this show <laughs> <take episode. laughs> i can use the eyes i can use the it eyes it should be on the box it should be on the it box. probably yeah. was i didn't i didn't read the box I grew up with Dr. Bronner's. You think I'm going to like <laughs> read everything that comes on a box? No, thank you. Um, so, you know, Kevin O'Leary is not so sure. Robert is definitely not on board because they're like, oh, the retail proposition here is not clear. Like people yeah. see this and it's going to be just like any other sponge. But right. And it's 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 more expensive because right. it's made out of better material right. than your usual Brillo pad. But Lori right. immediately sees the vision because, again, she's the product person. Yeah, and right? she's specifically yeah. a QVC person. Right. So she's like, well, if it's already selling on QVC, QVC, right. then we can continue selling this thing. I mean, it's also it is remarkable to see how wrong a lot of the sharks are about mm-hmm. like some of the yeah. products that, you know, eventually go on to become bigger, but, better things. But Lori knows it. She just yeah. she's got the vision yeah, right yeah. away. Well, here's the thing. Mm. You've heard me say before. <laughs> I can tell instantly if it's a hero or a zero. Mm. Everybody has their own taglines. And I think what you've got here is a hero. Wow. Yeah, there's one no where she says demon, this one's a nowhere Nero. Yeah. yeah. This one puts the gladi- you know, gladiator. My offer is $100,000 for 30%. <gasps> I will get you into infomercial right away. And I'm pretty confident that we could get this into all retail stores across the country. I like that they have to cut out the name of the retail store there. Yeah. yeah. Which retail stores? All of them. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, look who just came in. Wait, I'm going to I'm going to give my seat over to our guest here. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Hey, guys. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome. You know who I am. I I think. Is it the Joker? I'm in both of your houses. Oh, God. Is it it the Scrub Daddy? It's it's me. Is it Brian Alford? Is it the Scrub Daddy? It's me. uh, It's your your Scrub Daddy. (laughs) Oh, wow. You like you like scrubbing, you dirty you dirty little baby I girl. think the most unsettling thing you is nasty. that there's just holes where the eyes should you, be. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. through. You, you like cleaning your dishes, you nasty slut. You wow. fucking whore. You wanna, look, your mouth looks like I could yeah. put a spoon right in there. You know you can just buy babies at the store. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do with those babies, Scrub Daddy? Uh, but I become, I become their, da- their daddy. Oh, you be, You scrub. become their daddy. I'm always their daddy. <laughs> This is not, you don't like adopt them out to other people. You're not like a baby seller. You just, no. you're a baby collector. No, I just like to scrub. Hey, hey, hey scrub daddy. Um, can, I, yeah. can you do me a favor? Can yeah. you get the fuck, can you get out, the of fuck out of his apartment, please? So here's the thing. Uh, uh, uh. 
Here's the thing, Andrew. Yeah, that's not my name. <laughs> you and James over here. Yeah, not my name either. Sure. I'm not going anywhere until. Uh, what do you want? I give you a good scrub. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. And you're both going to call me daddy. I'm just, okay, I, really, I do like that texture on my penis. Scrub daddy, scrub, daddy, scrub daddy, I'm taking you. Yeah, James. I'm, <laughs> I'm ringing you out. Ooh, ow, ow. Oh, it's very visceral. He's dripping. All right, I threw him away. He's gone now. Oh, wow. He's, he's stuck to the floor. Don't care. Fucking, I'm going to set him on fire now. Josh, that is no way to treat our guests. <laughs> oh, he, all he wanted and to do also, was scrub like, Josh. Jesus. Like, at least you weren't violent against him, but I'm disappointed yeah. in you too, Andrew. <laughs> this is somehow going to stay. This is a very comedy bang bang type bit. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he 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 should be in prison. Um, and and <laughs> so per the Philadelphia Business Journal, yes. uh, Scrub Daddy now does more than one hundred million dollars a year in revenue. Fuck. So just think that grimy pervert. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. That's so much money. I mean, thank God he never reproduced. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Sorry. Wait, come back. Come back. I Hi. It's me. Oh, that's the scrub laddie. No, <laughs> scrub laddie. I don't want this. I'm so I like, I put together I like such that, a nice episode. I like that there's so many. I gave you both so many nice clips. I like that there are so many members of the scrub family, just like oh. Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and Baby oh, Pac-Man. Oh, they put a little pinky in my mouth, so I can't clean spoons so good, but I can clean pinkies for you. <laughs> This is horrible. This is the yours is like somehow more of a sexual predator than mine is. Oh, put your fingers in my eye holes and we can go to the moon. All right, scrub lady, get the fuck out of here. Okay, you're done. but I'm taking this no, blimp. No, okay, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. So, God, how how did you lock the door? Lock the door to your apartment. Brian. No more, no more no scrubs more. getting in no here. More. I don't want no scrubs. Oh, but like I can't always keep them out. I'm not strong enough. I'm no. Superman. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's this? Who's this coming around the corner? I, this is. I, I'm, oh, I'm concerned. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 Scrubby. Scrub Scrubby. There's That's a Scrub right. Mommy. I'm Scrub Scrubby. No, no you're scrub, yeah, scrub Scrubby. I'm Scrub Scrubby. This is, this is a reject I'm, from the family. I'm throwing the bit away. Yeah. So, oh, no. Out the door. We've locked it. Out the door. And, it. And it. And yeah. Out the door and uh. into the door bot. Hey. Which is hey. the next picture we're going to be talking That's about. right. We're screening our doorbell That's calls right. um, now. No, is actually, before we do that, though, is there anything else we wanted to talk about with regard to Scrub Daddy specifically? No, I mean, they, mm -hmm. they made a product. It yeah. was obviously, this is not, this is, show is pitching you on this dream. Right. You just have a good idea, right. then you'll make it into a business. This guy already had a business. Right. It, and but, he and he 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 brought it further. And because of Shark right. Tank, his business genuinely exploded. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the success story. The opposite, maybe, of sort of the Shark Tank mm -hmm. success story is what happened here with Doorbot. Uh, Doorbot is yeah. basically a company uh, where this guy comes in. He's like, "Hello, can I come in?" And and it's like, "What if you had a doorbell that would show you who was the guy?" Yeah, he, Which would have been nice because it kept could have kept those fucking scrubs from coming in yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it could also we could also you know sell that information to like government agencies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe, but of course that's not what he's pitching at this time. What no, he's no, pitching no. at this time is is purely a product 
for you. A simple doorbell camera. It is camera. a doorbell yeah. that connects to your phone. Yep. That, I think that's the one big difference is that you can talk back to someone like mm-hmm. an intercom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of fancy newer apartment buildings, not mine, have intercoms that work and that yeah. also have a little video phone thing on them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Valuation he wants is 700000 for 10% of his company. So 7 yeah. million valuation. Uh, Lori has a new face now. Um, it's just, <laughs> you've got you've got season uh, up to four, Lori, and then starting in season five, which this is part of season yeah. five, episode eight. Lori's got a brand new face. Good part of part of my theory as to also why Mark Cuban looks different in the later seasons is because he has at some point switched from his wig to hair plugs. Oh, and it looks worse. As yeah, and then his body rejects the hair plugs, and then yeah, he has yeah it's like Tobias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, then he has a long arc where he dresses up as Mary Poppins. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty straightforward thing here with Norba. <laughs> Where yeah. again, it's like, yeah, I, it's a doorbell that's got a camera in it. Yep. Yeah. You push the button, you can see the person on your phone, you yeah. can talk to them. And Straightforward, it's, like, it's easy. A, it's a thing that exists for the most part, right. maybe not quite with the same phone functionality right. as, but like, like there are there are there are competitors out there, and there right. are cheaper competitors and out there. In, in the yeah. bell uh, as offered is, I'm trying to remember what the price is that he that he says it it's is. It's two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah, um, which is a lot. It's honestly. a lot. Yeah, you can get them for. I think you can get them, and you could have even then gotten something equivalent for less than a hundred. So the sharks yeah. don't really see the vision here because it's like yeah. this is kind of expensive. It's not premium. It's not at the level of yeah. full like ADT setup. Sure. But it's also not cheap enough to be truly accessible to the average well, consumer. And right. I didn't write it down. I think it was actually Mark Cuban who pointed this out. He's like, this is actually a security yeah. problem. Robert. Robert. Oh, Robert because because Robert's company is like a, a an online uh, threat right, assessment right. Uh, consultants. Right. And he says, like, yeah. this is actually a bigger security risk because that's a right. thing someone can hack into. Right. Which is right, true. Right. right. As opposed yeah. to a normal doorbell, which is just some wires that lead to a little bell in your house. Right. 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 He also I also wanted to point out that Mr. Doorbot guy mm. uh, said that the doorbell hasn't changed since its invention in the 1880s. That is totally untrue. Doorbells yeah, used to be struck me so weird. insanely different. Yeah. They used to be like a little chain that you'd pull on and then it would go back. You know, you can actually see a remnant of that in arsenic and old lace. Oh, yeah. Or the Adams family. They have that doorbell that screams. Um, but the, <laughs> like push a button and it hits a bell is is a much, much, much later innovation to that device. So wow. I actually uh, did grab a clip there of like the sharks just broadly not seeing the vision. We're not comparing ourselves to a, a, a cheap video doorbell that has a little tiny. No one's know, arguing panel. the quality of the product. I like it. I think you're going to do great with it. But I've got to be able to say, you know what? When I jump in, I've got to add enough value that this company, instead of being worth $7 million, could be worth $80 million, $90 million. I just don't see that progression. And for that reason, I'm out. Oh, the irony, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Oh, the irony. But he's right. If he had jumped in on it, it would not have become what it became. Right. Because what it became is Ring. Yeah, I was going to say, I Googled this because I, mm, I Googled yeah. everyone that we yeah, did yeah, just yeah. to see, like, what happens? Because that's the thing you want to know after you did watch you, Shark Tank. Did pitch. you realize when you were watching it that it was Ring or did that totally come as a surprise? No, yeah. no. Um, well, because it's also some of these clips are not necessarily they weren't uploaded at the time that they aired. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, hard yeah. to tell exactly when some of these were. I know you had marked the season. I just didn't I didn't do all my uh, cross checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season five yeah. would have been, I think, 2014. And, and my knowledge of home security systems is pretty limited yeah. to uh, ATT or what's, what's ADT? The, ADT. ADT. Yeah, it's like yeah. sort of the big one. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I didn't clock that this was Ring. And also, I thought maybe Ring like beat it out of the market. Sure. Yeah, I thought that yeah. maybe it had destroyed this yeah. one in the process. He, but he no, changed just, the name. Yeah. I think I remember. I, I, I actually remember that it was called Doorbot because I think there's a citations needed episode about 
the ring doorbell that's very good that actually talked about this part mm. um but mm. like what ring ends up being is not really something that you sell to a consumer necessarily right. but something that you sell to the state right yes <laughs> yes, yes, yes what matters is the data exactly more than the money that you're going to make off of the product i don't know how much a ring doorbell costs i mean i can look it up right now um, but right so amazon has developed this whole system now where they are they are in your home right they have their little home device yeah alexa Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, the, the oh, cheapest yeah. ring doorbell you can buy, and you can just fucking get this at Target, it's 70 bucks. Yeah. Amazon yeah. sells these things at an incredible loss in terms of, like, the hardware costs because there is something more valuable on the table. And they have contracts with local police stations because Amazon also has this this uh, system where you can connect to the Wi-Fi on someone else's network using your own devices and it sort of apportions things out. Right. So that there is this long-standing uh, sort of uh, meta web of Internet of Things right. devices. Which right. is also very exploitable and very hackable. Yes. As, yeah. as Herjavec pointed out. And it's being maintained by, of course, you know, AWS, this, this massive like server and right. infrastructure. Um, but it also gives the police the opportunity to look at everything. Right. Yeah. Ring also gives you the end consumer access to a, a web forum that will drive you completely insane. My sister got a ring doorbell uh, a couple of years ago oh, ended what? up regretting it very quickly because all, now she it's like being on next door. Now you get to see all of your most paranoid neighbors. Right. being like there was a guy walking around yesterday. And it's like, yeah. He was going for a walk. Yeah. You know, like, well, and I saw him on my ring camera. It's right. also not really clear because, again, going to the point of how, like, the narrative that this show presents the viewer is different from the act, what's actually going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if at this point the doorbot guy had realized that the real money to be made was in the data as opposed to in the product. And, he, and right. I, yeah, I, he, he's got hard some, to say. He's got some real fucked vibes. Yeah, this based guy. on the pitch, that's not the case. Right. right? The pitch is just him selling you a product. Yeah, yeah. But he he also at one point just throws money. Yes. <laughs> like he just throws yeah. money into like dollar bills <laughs> into the air. Loaded dollars but he has, he has like a California bro tech energy about him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is that is like you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, that man's going to sell my information to the state. Yeah. Like you just <laughs> fucking know. It. And one of the big things then that comes about as a result of Dorbot and the sharks yeah. missing the boat on this yeah. is that it would pretty significantly boat. change what kinds of companies would be coming on the show, particularly oh, wow. in the later seasons. Okay. Because well, part of it is just to do with the capital profile of the sharks themselves and the fact that yeah. they're looking for low risk, high return, but they sure. also are still looking for unicorns. And so if you watch a lot of the more recent seasons, you're going to see more fucking, you know, Bay Weird Area ass. tech bro yeah. guys with T-shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you you were able to grab quite a few of those. And, mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, a, a real rogues gallery. Yeah. yeah. Not enough. Perverts and sickos. And that's the thing is like, it's not enough of like the people with their weird children's games that no one mm -hmm. can understand. You know? Yeah. And actually what's interesting. You about want the Throx. You want to watch Throx on the TV. It's, oh, yeah. Throx. Three, Three socks. <laughs> but what's interesting is that the next two clips that you've pulled, it's not these tech bro guys. Right. They're actually like very inspiring entrepreneurial stories. Uh, it depends on how you describe inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I was moved by the ripless guy. I was moved by, okay. by his story. Yeah, let's talk about him. Let's yeah. talk about let's okay. talk about Bubba Q's. Because this is this is also a 
format that um, this is the first time that this format was used in the clips that you showed us, where we go into the guy's backstory, you, you go to someone's home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this package. I don't know if they had this in the first couple seasons, but it definitely becomes more common. No, it was in as the, the pilot. It was. They did. They okay. did these okay. packages in the they... pilot, but it was only for ones that actually got successful yeah. deals. I mean, it's kind of a dead giveaway. In right? the packages, uh, definitely. They find the format pretty quickly with these. And I yeah. do have the package here for Bubba Q. Okay. So let's just listen to that. My name is Al Bubba <laughs> Baker, and I live in Avon, Ohio, with my beautiful wife. Uh, Bubba Baker was an NFL guy. guy. Played for the Lions. Yeah. I played in the NFL for 13 years. And Sucking on chili dog. <laughs> but barbecue is my passion. So there we go. go. This is like, this I feel like this is the song you hear on Pawn Stars, like 90% of the episode. There's nothing natural about this product. It's important for us to get this investment today because we've spent every penny on this dream and we've almost wiped out the profits from our restaurant. My family's made a lot of sacrifices, particularly my wife, Sabrina. And I want to be able to show her she was a teenage the witch. Day, it's going to pay off. Being in the NFL for 13 years, things don't always go according to your game plan. And it's the end result, winning, that matters. I kind of wish they would have doubled down on just saying like end zone, mm, like yeah. really double down on the football stuff. Yeah, but, I mean other than that, he, he kind of skirted away from some of the football stuff. He didn't remarks. even he didn't even wear the jersey. No, like, he like, didn't. Like no, he's he really not trading on the NFL guy yeah. thing. No, it's just part of his his. It's just a part of it. It's a part of it, and it's a part of <laughs> part of it. Yeah, uh, well, because it's not, he's not. It's not like George Foreman with his grill. George right. Foreman is famous. Bubba Baker is not. He was successful. Yeah, he was right, in the right. NFL for a long time, yeah. but he was not. He he was not. You know, Jerry Rice. Right. You know, he he was not a household name. Yeah. In quite the same way. He's not Barry Sanders. Yeah. If you want to use the Lions, he was, he's, he's no Brian Alford, the '70s NFL uh, <laughs> guy that no one. Brian Wayne Alford. <laughs> Brian Wayne Alford was a 1970s football guy. But I'm curious in terms of like yeah, football the, guy. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they sort of package this up and deliver it. What do you guys notice? I mean, the manipulative music is always is right there, mm. but it's but it's also it's so like royalty free. Yeah. Like knockoff of other music is. And it's the same yeah. that's used in pretty much every reality show yeah. of this kind, specifically the stuff that is really trying to like not have its own identity, but really cut corners yeah. when it comes to this. Yeah. You know that he's going to get a deal at the end of this because we've we've now grown attached to him as audience mm -hmm. members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when you watch The Great British Bake Off. Sure. And it's on the first episode. And then they have a, a person who's featured and like, okay, they're going to lose. They're, now they're the one who's getting to get their story the out before yeah. they're, yeah. before they're it's gone. just like, well, yeah, they're, they're spending time on this person and you're either going to spend time on someone like, let, let's say you're doing the American Idol format. Yeah. It's either because they're going to keep going for a few steps more or they're just really grotesque. Yeah. And yeah. the producers want you to make fun of them for an extra long amount of time. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like Shark Tank really even has that in the tank at this point. They're okay. they're always bringing people with some sort of if maybe not legitimate business, then some appearance of legitimacy it that has gotten to, be to them that to that way. point. Yeah. They're not yeah. looking for freaks and weirdos yep. who who do not belong here. And the uh, the soft focus profile, the other big thing that it does, you know, other than just like bonding us to him yeah. Yeah. and giving us somebody to root for is it helps us understand the stakes. But 
does it really? Yeah. Like, that's the that's yeah. the thing. It's like he said he's, he's lost tell. the profits from his restaurant, but that doesn't mean that he's like broke, right? Because he could have had some very good investments, right? If he was in the NFL for that, like, it, there's always a problem with people who are in the NFL. They're very young. They right. come from poor families. All this kind of stuff. Uh, they're getting hit in the head a lot, and they may not necessarily be the best with finances. But someone who's been in the NFL that amount of time probably got to a point where he's like, oh yeah, I'm not 23. I don't have to spend all right. of my money all the time, and probably has some stuff filed away in a good mutual fund or something like that. Sure. I mean, and it's also like, what are the stakes for these people on Shark Tank? Because a lot of people come on yes. and they're like, oh, this is my last chance. I need to get this cash infusion or my business is going belly up. Yeah. And there's an example of that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. That, that yeah. we'll talk about. But, the, you know, I don't know what's real and what's not mm -hmm. in a yeah. way that all of reality TV are like, I mean, maybe this is real. And sometimes the best reality shows trick you into believing mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. the stakes are really what they are and not just like random footage cobbled together. Yeah. Like people think that Judge Judy is actually pre presiding over a real court. Right. Yeah. As opposed to a show where both of those people standing on, on the plaintiff and defendant side are both getting paid to be there. So obviously El Bubba Baker here is searching for his scrub daddy moment, yeah. right? He's got these ribs and the ribs uh, are boneless. The, the, he's developed yeah. a process and patented a and process. They're, and they're and real. He refuses to talk about it's it, yeah. real boneless rib meat from what they're saying here. It's right. not yeah. processed meat that is made into a bone shape like when you go and get a, 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 a McRib. McRib, right. Um, right, right, right. It, it is. They, they fully cook the ribs on the bone and, and then, then they pull then the bones out. There's a process of removing the bones. Right. Yeah. And um, he has an ace up his sleeve regarding that process. Right. Yeah. Which is, of course, the patents. He's yes. got a utility patent on the process uh, as, as well. As no one else in the country can remove a bone from ribs after they've been cooked. Which is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fact Legally. that you can patent that is crazy. If you do that at a cookout, you will be tackled <laughs> by the police. He pulls that out and, and they're shocked because none of them had encountered patents related to food before. Right. I mean, food as a business is is its own kind of weird thing. But like it's really, really hard. Right. To patent a process like that. And so uh, because of the strength of these patents, the fact that he's made $450,000 over the course of a year, yeah. uh, they're into it. But because, again, it's very important to sort of maintain the script. And here you can sort of see how the producers have structured certain things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we have this moment of like, well, but you you said you were developing this thing for a very long period of time. And then yes. you didn't. And yeah, so, I wrote that so down. What's I was going like, oh, on? there's yeah. the script. She's like, and here's the script right years. here. You said it took you 20 years to develop this, and you've only been in business one year. What happened to those other 19 years? I'm asking spontaneously. Well, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I'll be honest with you, I, uh, oh, I hate to use this word, oh. I quit. Oh. And mm. the reason that this young lady and I are partners this is, is this daughter, by an the incident when she was in track, and uh, like most dads, I was pushing her. She said, hey, I don't want to run track. I said, you cannot quit. And she said, well, you quit on the boneless ribs. Whoa. Powerful. <laughs> if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't still be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, so he's he's got the schmaltz going for him. This, you know, he was with yeah. his wife in the in the right. like opening thing. He's pitching with his daughter. He talks about he made the boneless ribs because of his wife. She right. hated eating ribs because they made her hands messy. You know, this man cares about about his girls. The, yeah. the Shark Tank sob story, it happens in every single episode of Shark Tank now, sometimes yeah, sure. multiple times in a single episode, yeah. because clearly the producers have come to this sense that one of the best ways to anchor 
uh, your presentation and, and win over the approval of the crowd is to have just like your story of hardship and heartbreak, yeah. right? Yeah. We love we love a story of hardship and heartbreak, don't we, folks? Well, I, well they had to inject some humanity <laughs> into the into the proceedings here because I don't again, want humanity. I just want people who are making deals genuinely. That's no, all no, I want. No, 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 no. And I I understand that, but in terms of like getting a broader American audience into right, this thing, right? Right. right yeah. They have to believe that they themselves are also capable yes. of doing this. Yes. So they do need at least somebody yeah. up there. Is like, oh well, that could be me. I've also gone through. I hardship. have experienced yeah. hardship. I've I've also yes. been in the NFL for 14 years. Yes. <laughs> my wife also can't eat ribs. <laughs> Please, my wife. <laughs> she cannot eat. She's so very hungry. <laughs> she pick up ribs. She throw it in air comically, stare into camera how I eat. But like it is, it's it is giving the audience uh, which. This show disdains its audience. Oh, oh like, absolutely! It, yeah. which, which is something that I want because they're it poor. Hates, it hates you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The show. This show hates poor people because they're lazy, it, and it yeah. just thinks that like you, the audience member. You stupid fucking sack of shit. What are yeah. you doing? You know, yeah, get you, up off your lazy you fucking ass, someone. you piece of shit. You could yeah. be inventing someone <laughs> like the scrub daddy. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't be inventing someone uh, because I'm too busy with my socks. You could be inventing something. And I feel like rocks. There's so Three much socks. <laughs> There is so much in like the way that we are taught, literally taught in school about American history that is built around like the idea of inventions. Yes. And right. around inventors. Yeah. Like, like, like Edison. Who everybody got somewhere from because people. they invented something. It's like, right. you know, no, Edison just ran a cartel. Edison yeah, just right. like owned a business cartel and had a bunch of engineers working for him. And yes, this was a time where we were coming up with a lot of great or like technologies. Henry Ford, like, who was famously opposed to the Nazis. Just look up Henry Ford Nazis and yes. you'll see what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Look like, up Henry Ford <laughs> Dearborn Independent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He like he a really independent minded guy from yeah. Dearborn. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. We put so much on that, right? Like so yeah. Yeah. much of our history classes. And then this thing was invented by Alexander Graham Bell. This thing was invented by Eli Whitney. And then labor got a lot easier. This this thing was South. invented by Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. He famously invented the electric car. And, sure did. And it's like, and an inventor could be, could be you. It could be anybody. Did, did we have like, I, I, when I say we, obviously I did because I'm asking this question. We had inventors fairs at school hmm. growing up. Did you guys ever do this? Where it's like, everybody's going to make an invention for class. We did this at least three times when I was no, I don't no, think no, so. no, we had the entire elementary school. One of my favorites was this kid, Philip. Mm. Uh, in my class, this is something that my family still brings up to this day. Mm. He invented something. So he lived out in Tohatchi, out on the reservation. Uh -huh. he, he wasn't native. He was a, a, a white son of a, a preacher, son of a preacher man. <laughs> a son of a, <laughs> he was a white son of He's a bitch. He's the only one who could ever reach me. <laughs> uh, so his his dad was the the the, the pastor at the, the Christian Reformed Church out there. So they had a lot of land behind the uh, the the rectory, which, if you ask me, Ooh. damn near damn killed me. And that land had a lot of weeds. And uh, I used to, I mean, I used to hang out with, with Philip a lot and we'd go and like hack up tumbleweeds with sticks and things like that. This is what you did in New Mexico for sure, fun. Sure. Uh, a lot of big tumbleweeds, baby. But he came up with an invention mm. to handle the weeds in his yard. Okay. It was called the weed burner. Well, he, he's actually, it's funny. He's an engineer now. He he makes predator drones. Oh. Uh, but. <laughs> Lucrative occupation. He, go, he, should, he should go on Drones yeah. exclusively to film the but movie Predator. On his way to make these uh, uh, weapons of war. He made the weed burner, which was a pencil sharpener, mm -hmm. like one of the little ones that you'd get, you know, that you you do by hand. You just yeah, sort of yeah, twist yeah, it around the pencil, pencil, a piece of string tied around it, and then a hole punched in a corner of computer paper with the string tied to that. 
so that when you dropped it, it would spin around and spread the fire as much as possible. <laughs> Sounds like a oh. terrible idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smokey the bear, who was from New Mexico, yeah. would be very much against such a thing. Oh, uh, Lord. And thank you for subscribing to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your war bucks. So, so we, yeah, I, I always invented just really dumb gay bullshit that no yeah. one cared about. Usually, if you were getting really lazy during the inventions unit of class, kids would just be like i put some kool-aid in pepsi oh hell yeah and uh that's my invention <laughs> i do want to pull it back though yeah. to, to the thing about the mythos of the inventor about yeah. sort of the prime mover right yeah. yeah because that's what we're getting here is we're, is we're getting somebody who yes he is the master of his own destiny by virtue yeah. of you know being able to create a thing put it out into the world and market it yeah um and and you know using his own natural uh rational appetitive yeah. nature but it's not enough for it yeah. to be just the purely randian thing you do need that emotional yeah. hit to yeah. get through to the because average american what's, what's better yeah. than being self-made it's being self-made and being poor first mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and never feeling sorry for yourself exactly yeah, yeah ever this is the narrative that they shape for bubba and you know th yeah. they're they're on board here yeah uh kevin uh o'leary likes the patent he wants to license it yeah. to a big meat processor. Yeah. Uh, he offers him 49% equity for 300K, which is fucking insane. Yeah. And then Damon comes in and offers the exact same amount of money for 30% equity, causing the other sharks to drop out immediately. Yeah. And uh, Bubba does the deal. There we go. And, yeah. You know, and, th and that's the big thing. They're not buying the product. They're buying the patent only. They're like, yeah, your brand, this right. is nothing, but we can partner with our agricultural right. relationships and they can just use the process that you've come like, up with. They yeah. are buying equity in yeah. the company, but what matters to them is not the operations or anything. It's no. it's, it's that no. fucking path. It's it's Huli being put into a box in a server farm somewhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, not Huli, a uh, uh, Pied Piper. So, you know, it went really well and everybody lived happily ever after, right? Uh, Bubba Baker's deal? Uh, of yeah. course, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How could it go wrong? Uh, so here's an article from the Los Angeles Times from May 18, 2023. Okay, so like it's about how everything's good. A couple days ago. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is by uh, Stacy Perman. Okay. Ex-NFL player thought Shark Tank would launch his barbecue empire. It became a nightmare, he says. Oh, no. The Bakers accused John and some of his associates and partners, including one former contestant facing felony charges, of misleading them, trying to take over their business, and depriving them of the profits from potentially lucrative partnerships. Wait, 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 wait. A former contestant? Yes. Another contestant on Shark Tank got involved in Bubba's business. Correct. And defraud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoa, because oh. they were introduced through Shark Tank? I think that's what it was, is that Damon introduced them, yeah. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. There's an entire cottage industry of articles that are just about Shark Tank pitches mm -hmm. gone awry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this I'm one sure was deeply sad to look into, frankly. Yeah, wait, What? so what happened? The deal changed after the handshake. Of so course, like yeah. they ended up, uh, Damon John took a bigger piece of the pie for the same amount of money. Shark Tank producers told them, them being uh, Al Boba Baker and his family, yeah. mm -hmm. they could not guarantee when or even if their episode would air. Contestants often reported a sales spike after appearances oh, on sure. the show, but... Yeah. The producers right. had cautioned the bakers against taking any drastic steps. Nonetheless. Yeah, I'm sure some people probably never make it. Yeah, to no, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Right. Not everything actually gets out. But they did a package on him. Like, yeah, but I'm, you know, sometimes you do a package on somebody and it just it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make it. Doesn't yeah. Tell. Sure. yeah. Nonetheless, John counseled the bakers to do just the opposite, recommending they build an e-commerce site to capitalize on the huge interest the show would draw. John oh, before it aired. Yes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. John introduced them to Nate Holtzapfel. 
I'm assuming I'm re- pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. describing him as an internet genius who could help them take advantage of the TV bump, the baker said. Holsefell, then 34, had been a contestant on the previous season of Shark Tank. He pitched his Mission Belts company, calling it a belt with no holes that always fits. John agreed to invest. Wait, they make those. John agreed they to invest fifty thousand yeah. dollars for a thirty-seven point five percent stake in the Utah-based company. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 land of scammers. <laughs> Get out of there. Which reportedly oh no, is that Brigham Young Money's music? Yeah, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> Which reportedly sold one hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of belts the night Holtz of Fell's episode aired. So basically, wow. this guy came in. He built them the website, but the website wasn't actually operational until three hours before the episode aired. Okay. And he fucked up the uh, the e-commerce by oh, not sure. installing the feature to collect sales tax. Uh-huh. So they owed a fuckload of sales Shit. tax back and they had to manually go in and account it back out oh, of all the orders. Oh, and of course, sales tax is different in every single state. Right, right. right. You have to account. Oh, Jesus. That's a nightmare. So that happened. And then uh, later on. Uh, it's also like rookie shit. Like that. Oh, like yeah. if you know yeah. what you're doing, which I mean, I, I couldn't do it. But right. like. Like this is you are a business comma man. No, 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 no. Brian, Brian, he's an Internet genius. Yeah. Yeah. But so other shit ended up happening. You know, they didn't end up seeing uh. money that they were owed to because of this Holtzfeld guy. Um, and Damon John actually just ended up disappearing. Um, he just mm. straight up stopped working with them and uh. only has actually come out to speak at all in the form of statements because the L.A. Times got a hold of him. So you're probably oh. going to hear more about this story in the coming years. Yeah. This story wow. is not wow. over. Wow. This has really damaged my perception of, of the pork industry, mm. which before this point, <laughs> I thought that, that it was unassailable. So, yeah, when we get back, uh, we're going to be talking about some more swine. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and um, so I know that I've been kind of a negative Nelly for mm. the course of this episode. Mm. And I was going to say Nancy, but yeah. There is a reason why I've been so negative for this. And okay. it's because I actually pitched to the Sharks oh. in the halcyon days of 2014. Okay. Oh, wow. I went on Shark Tank mm. and I pitched it. It did not make it to air. Oh. But they did a whole package on me. Damn. Oh, okay. They came, they came back to my apartment and filmed in my home. I can't believe you didn't tell me about this before. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not something I'm particularly proud of. Because, okay. yeah, well, here's the thing. I, they did send me the audio. Mm. It was yeah. a nice little yeah. consolation. Just and, the audio. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> there's an MP3. How, how convenient that we're a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's super convenient. Fuck. So here it is. <laughs> my pitch to Shark Tank. Next up is AJ Diddy, who says he's going to revolutionize the undergarment game. Hey Sharks, my name is AJ Diddy, and I'm from San Diego, California. I was raised by two wolves who were very nice and let me pet them. Has this ever happened to you? You're going about your day when, oh no, you accidentally go and step on your taint, and then you comically fall down the stairs one at a time, and your pants split open, and everyone points and laughs at your weird floppy taint? Then you need the taint holder. Patented by the illustrious Dr. Flarnk, inventor of the all-in-one carpet cleaner slash body wash, the taint holder covers every one of your taint needs. Gathering, corralling, these holders do it all. They come in a wide variety of colors, beige, mauve, and bove, a combination of beige and mauve. 
I'm looking for a cash infusion of $50,000 to get our taint holders off the shelves and into and between your thighs. It's a scam. What you're selling is a scam. There's no such thing as taints. Everybody knows that. It ain't nothing but smooth down there like a doll's is. And for that reason, I'm out. I don't have a taint, so for that reason, I am out because of my not having a taint. Okay, kid, it's just me left now. The other two sharks are here, but they've been cursed by a witch, so they can't talk. What kind of witch? The normal kind. Listen, I don't like you. Your appearance is abhorrent to me. When I look at you, all I see is a pile of meat being operated by a different, smarter pile of meat. But I'm going to tell you a story, and at the end, you're gonna thank me. There once was a little boy who used to run around all day, his taint flapping in the breeze behind him. And his mother always said, be careful around the fence, you don't want to get your taint caught on that, it'll rip right off. But the boy didn't listen, and would jump over the fence to prove his mother wrong. Until one day, RIP! His taint gets caught on a nail and off it comes. But the little boy found that his screams were echoed by a smaller cry. And when he looked over at his severed taint, he saw that it too was crying. Well, the boy then took the taint and nursed it back to health, and every day that taint grew bigger and stronger, but there was one thing it craved more than anything else, and that was to be held. But the little boy wouldn't hold him, wouldn't even look at him. So you know what the taint did? He made him look at him. He held the kid close, and as the boy was absorbed into his body, he found that he took on the boy's likeness and decided to live on in his place. That little taint boy is sitting before you today. I'm willing to give you whatever money you want. All you have to do is hold me. Please. I need someone to hold me. All due respect, Mr. Wonderful, I'm going to have to pass. Fuck you. Get out of here. Fuck you. I'll hold you, Mr. Wonderful. You will? We all will. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm the taint boy! I'm the biggest taint boy there is! Ooh, no bigger taint than this guy! Oh yeah! Look at this taint boy! Taint, 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 taint. Well, we're back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we are. Yeah, I think I think y'all can fully understand why they didn't quite go for my thing, but I still think there's potential in AJ, it. AJ, I know you don't know this. I've never said this mm. to you out loud. Mm. I hate the taint bit. I fucking hate it so much. I love you, but I hate that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you hate it so much. And you, you've you never said it outright. But every time I do it, I see you bristle. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't say it outright. I meant to. Yeah. I've said it to you in my dreams. This is good. We're, we're doing good conflict management here, which is something that I think the sharks could frankly learn a lesson yeah. or two about. You yeah. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. Handling conflict, either either with the uh, contestants or with each other. You're if right. We're, they, if we're being they should honest. scrub so, yeah. it all away. They in should. fact, I'm, I'm working on a product right now mm. for scrubbing things. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think you'll like it. Mm. It's called the Scrub Papaw. Mm. It's because... <laughs> because of the scrubbing things that I learned from my papa. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm just kidding. I hate the word papa just, so much. I think it's worse than the next, the next clip that I grabbed yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is from season five, episode 18 for something known as Cheeked. She has the package. Um, we, she has her she, little. She has her package of cheeks. She has her package of cheeks. And uh, we learn a little bit about her. You know, she's from a small town in Kentucky and she has a, a, a potentially winning concept for a dating app. And she comes in and she starts to tell the sharks all about it. Cheeked is online dating in reverse. Initial attraction happens face to face, 
while interaction happens safely online. I once watched my handsome friend pick up a girl by simply scribbling, wanna have dinner? On the back of his business card. He left with a date and I left with an idea. Him handing her that intriguing note was the perfect non-intrusive <laughs> gesture. But I didn't like the idea of all that personal information on the other side of that business card. This one hurts. <laughs> this one hurts so bad. Yeah, I, yeah. When I started playing the clip, yeah. I covered my face as though she was in the room with mm, me. Yeah. Because it's so embarrassing. This is... It's weapons grade cringe. She yeah. is... First of all, she's Fiona from Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, 100%. To a T. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's uncanny. Awesome. Uh, yeah. This lady is like destitute, living on people's couches. Yes. She used to be an architect and she's thrown her job and now her life savings away on making something that's not a dating app, but rather well, sort it, of a dating middle point. It is an app, app with a physical product. Right. So you've yeah. got these cards and the yes. cards are like they have a code on them. And so the idea is you give a card to someone and then that person will get the, the card. card on one side says you've been cheeked. <laughs> And then on the other side oh. has some sort of corny, like pre-generated. It's like kind of a pickup line. Pickup line. But not. This, this actually, the, there, there used to be this sort of thing in the uh, late 1800s. Mm. <laughs> uh, How do you know about this? Do you really How have to does ask Brian know about this? Do you this? have to ask Are why, you do, kidding I, why me? do I know about this? The man explained how doorbells <laughs> changed in the last hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites is one where it's just like because you had calling cards back then. Right, Literally, right, calling right, cards right, were right. just yeah. calling Call someone. Using my card used yeah. to mean you went to their house and you handed something to their butler, and mm -hmm. then was like, "I'm going to come by later." And so these would be flirtatious calling right. cards, and so you could hand one that said Anthony J. Diddy in in right. fine script, and it and underneath would say kissing rogue which Ooh. was an actual so like this is kissing that. rogue sounds like one. a class in a jrpg yeah, no, that's, a, that, that's my new dnd <laughs> character <laughs> I think the kissing, kissing rogue. rogue yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it, basically her whole deal Lori cheek's whole deal is she she fucking thinks she has the best idea ever yeah like not not just the best like she really idea, gonna change not, the world she's gonna change she the really entire thinks planet. that like a version of tinder where you first have to approach someone in public and give them a physical person, card that's that's gonna do it but for then it's you. also like yeah. it, th this raises a number of obvious questions right like if you have a card and somebody has to take the extra step of going on an app they've never used download <laughs> that app pull up the profile and then confirm their interest why would anybody ever do that like, and, no. and also if it, and as Robert, uh, as Herjavec points out, you know, if you have the guts to walk up to someone and give them a card, presumably you have the guts to talk to them. Yes, right, right. But, yes. you know, Cuban comes out swinging for this one saying, actually, no, this is something that I used to do all the time with my frat bros. You know, it was so yeah. much easier to give a card and say, come to this party and then we can talk there than it would be to actually just come up and like and, actually and speak to them. And as they point out to Cuban, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. It's, it's an entirely, entirely different party thing. Yeah. rather than uh, let's go on a date. The note I took for this section yeah. is I'm caving in on myself like a dying star. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because it is, it is, it is, as you said, nuclear level cringe, but I oh. do wonder how much of that was made in the edit? I don't think it was. I mean, honestly, just her standing up there and talking I went and is watched, enough for me. I went and watched her TEDx talk. 
Oh, okay. So oh, right. it is. Yeah. Okay. That so was, it is. And they that's, didn't make that's that not edit. edited at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's completely That's just her, that's just her no, resources. Just her. But like, first of all, this is not a good idea. You can point out the many reasons that this idea doesn't work. Yeah. But right. also that the, you can't argue with the numbers. We find out that <laughs> she only has 4,500 active members yep. yeah. of whom only 1,125 have paid anything at all ever. That's Twitter blue numbers. Which is where we get one of my favorite <laughs> Kevin O'Leary isms. You've made hundreds of dollars. Um, he, 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 he says this. He says this every so often when the numbers are just shit. And it's true. Yeah. It's like she has made fifty six thousand dollars over the course of three and a half years. By the time this podcast hits three and a half years, we will have made more money than that. that that's because I've been going to bars around New York and handing out business cards. <laughs> yeah. that Actually, say you've been voltaired. <laughs> <laughs> We've been using the cheeked infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the right. architecture that behind that is. Yeah. We is, actually have yeah. to pay a licensing fee. To Lori Cheek. Yeah. That's uh, where the real business came in. She's actually doing great now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I worked as an architect for Christian Dior for four years. In the time I was there, I had a pretty amazing wardrobe. When I came up with this idea five years ago, I decided this is such a great idea, I've got to make it happen. I moved out of my West Village studio and I sold my entire Christian Dior wardrobe. Where are you wow. living? Sofas of all my friends. How much money have you put into it? $120,000 of my own money. Wow. And this is the thing, right? She's doing the dream. She's doing right. the thing where she's like, she's going to make herself by by believing she's in living something her American really dream yeah. and yeah. making a product that's largely indistinguishable from most other ones, except for in ways that are just baffling. Right. Right. And there's there's no hope for her. there's no future for this. Right. No. Like, I'm glad that she has friends like like I'm yeah. glad yeah. that she has these people she has who are system. who are yeah. here for her. But like for now, but I mean, like, she's, you, she she's an architect. She's a highly right. educated person with a very valuable skill set. But also like if a regular Ted. Mosby. To yeah. The, to the point of like uh, friends, though, I mean, if you take her story at face value, you can only bum around on people's couches for so long until they get sick of. Yeah. You. yeah. So it's also like she's 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 running I, out of time. I, I want to see the movie about her life is just the plot of Inside Lewin Davis. But she's just so much more like sunny. And yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that really struck me about this one is when she starts talking to Lori and she's like, I'm doing what you said. Yeah. Right. Don't let fear get in the way. And it, and it is fascinating to see these entrepreneurs see like the ramifications of their actions mm -hmm. in real time. But they, yeah. they don't. But though. they will they never don't. acknowledge yeah. that, they, that they had anything to do with shaping this. Yeah. Right. Like this is a person that is like religiously watched. Oh, these she's clearly people. watched every single episode. Yeah. 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 And has, but it's like, I'm doing what you said. Why, why, yeah. why is this not? Not working and they're like well it's not our fault that you failed you it's, must not be because working. we're simply better people we're than just you, simply right? better people and, 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 and to be fair it's not their fault really but be the it's, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the not thing it's that's already like, there they didn't not, invent the idea <laughs> they're not the ones cratering right stock, right sure. right yeah. right but but yeah it's like that would be me where <laughs> does the buck stop when it comes to rhetoric in yeah. general like yeah. you put out messages over and over and over again of like you know the individual liberty to go out and make your own destiny and build your own shit and like just follow your dream whatever at some point the rubber hits the road you have to make the hard decisions and that is when all of the aphorisms about you know the importance of your own american dream mm -hmm. don't mean anything nope. anymore right nope. right right, it means right absolutely nothing because it it feeds delusion it feeds like the 
um, and America is very good at producing people like this. And for the most yeah. part, like 99% of them do not succeed, right? They just become right. even more delusional or they just become destroyed. Where does responsibility end? Personal responsibility. For rhetoric. I, I, like, yeah. seriously. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I think the sharks themselves are not the system, right? Right. They are not ultimately capitalism itself, but they are. It's like champions so i and they are they are the capital class they are members of that class right the point of the show is to uh exert class warfare i mean right and they they have they all have such high influence within the business but then also because they have made themselves into public faces into influencers in the way that Donald Trump yeah, and yeah, yeah. our favorite Lord Sugar, who we all <laughs> I think know. Lord Sugar is actually going to really blow DeSantis out of the water yeah. <laughs> in the primary. I don't know. And it, it's, it's interesting, too, to see how, like, so much of it is kind of, I don't know if specious is the right word, mm. but like how they pick winners and losers is so weird because it's all fucking whims and right. what, I, what, yeah. I, what what drives me nuts about it is that they base it in like some sort of like fact or like mm-hmm. in their skills or whatever and time and time again those skills are proven to be fucking yeah, they, emperor's clothes. They right. bring people onto the show and because we haven't changed the sharks like they'll bring people on. I just watched this episode that had Gwyneth Paltrow on and it was like this, not, none of this was good for anybody. Right. They, they, it seems like they tried to sort of pitch things a little bit more in the goop direction a little bit, but Paltrow just kind of sat there. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it was just people who are like, I don't work in the funerary business. I don't right, work in right, this right. stuff. I don't do, you know, uh, the freeze dried breast milk. I wouldn't know the first thing about it. Right. Uh, and so I, I have to be out on that front because I can't provide anything of value to you. Yeah. Yeah. Just immediately. It's walking into an improv scene. It's like, are you a plumber? No. That also has to do with risk aversion. Right. right. Like, and I get it. But on the other hand, there are some things like cheeked for instance which mm-hmm. is a terrible idea will never work and is somehow still on the app store right now <laughs> it is it is still around i i was so surprised um and 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 some of these other things where it's like the, maybe this is something maybe it's not something yeah. but it is the whims of the sharks that have the possibility to make it something and, and a good yeah. example of this is our next one uh, because, by the way, Cheeked did not get the investment. Just to, just to wrap that one up. Wild. Um, this is uh, Scully from season six, episode 20. And yeah. uh, this is a guy named Christopher. He's looking for $40,000 for 15% of his company. It's a mobile app that matches you with scholarships that are relevant. If you're applying, uh, it, you know, for undergrad scholarships, it's got a database. You punch in your what your qualifications are and it matches you to those. Yeah. And, Great fucking idea. And and yeah. this is where we get the self-building mythos that the yeah. sharks try to do yeah. sometimes. And yeah. this clip is a great example. Tell me more about your drive to get the scholarships. I had a single mom, um, low income, two siblings, um, and I had to work really hard. I had great GPA, I had good test scores, and I actually could not apply to some of the schools I wanted to go to because of the application fees. I think we can all relate to that story. Right. I'm the first person we in all? my entire family <laughs> ever to go to college. I get the value. So this is another big piece of Shark Tank. And the more episodes you watch, the more you're going to see this, where yeah. the individual sharks talk about their own rags to riches stories. Which I most of them don't nothing. have. Like, right. yeah, not yeah. really. <laughs> like, it's not... 
you know, they're eluding some kind of important yeah. detail. You, you can here. you can always say, oh, yeah, sure. Jeff Bezos started Amazon in his garage. But then you just have to leave out the part that he was a, a fucking hedge fund manager right. before that. Right. 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 Like, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and again, it's like, like a big ass garage. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, class mobility obviously is a good thing. But the, the issue here is that they are they're hiding the ball in yeah. many ways. And also yeah. they're creating they're, an image of class mobility where sometimes there is none, none to be found. And yeah. even the right. cases where maybe there is something to be found, you have to keep in mind that these it's are survivorship bias. It's survivorship yeah. bias. Yeah. These yeah. are the yeah, people yeah. who, yeah, with the airplane wings, right? They're the yeah. ones who didn't get hit. It's it's always great. The ones who got hit and survived. You I can guess. you can have small samples, but as long as you elevate them, it looks larger. Right. right? You yeah. can have this guy who who goes on to found Fubu, who right who, right, who who just had to keep working, could never go to school. And this this segment made me feel just awful. Yeah. The way that they treat this kid. Really something else. Because what they what they end up doing, Lori just ends up being like, Okay, I'm in. Take this deal. Take it right now before he's even finished his pitch. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's finished right now, the pitch, or, but he hasn't finished gone. clarifying some of the questions around yeah. like his cap structure and the tech stuff like that. Not giving any any space for the other sharks to to like step in and also join on this thing because yeah, yeah. because she's bullying him because he's like 22 years old still in college. Right. You know, he's this bookish kid who programmed something really good and doesn't have any business acumen. And she right. knows it. She fucking knows, she knows it. it. Yeah. And this is where you see that these sharks really have teeth. Hang on. I'm not minimizing him. Do you want a he charity already, donation? Or do you want to no, build a business? Which is ridiculous. it? I mean, I, my goal here, I want someone that really believes in what we're doing. This is that mean. I told yeah, you I, I did. I believe in it. How Robert and Mark probably have, when you haven't even asked well, about the entire business yeah, because and how this, it works. Because you know what? Because we'll figure it out. We'll take affordable right. next you know, steps forward. We you will know, call the other Robert well, you, in the world to you know give what? us advice. You know, you know, you know, I'm willing you know, you know, to do it yeah. with Damon. Damon, okay. if you're willing to do it with I'm me, absolutely will do I think that you should just say right now, do it. He ends up just taking this deal. It's probably not a, the best deal that he could have gotten that he evening, could have gotten you know? a better deal because, because he was afraid of, of the risk. And, and this is yeah. another thing, too, is like when the pitch is good enough. And this was a pretty good pitch. He had mm-hmm. numbers. He has yeah. a user base. You know, he had a good idea. Yeah. A big part of the game of the show is negotiation. And the fact yeah. that if all of the sharks like the idea then you have the ability to play them off each other. Yes. And so then you can negotiate a better deal for yourself. He probably could have come away with an actual better offer yeah. than what he came in asking for. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a move that is so repugnant that it actually drives away three of the other yeah. sharks mm-hmm. who are just like, you fucked this kid. They get into a fight. You know, when I had nothing and uh, couldn't rub two pennies together, you know what I really hated? I hated when people wanted to give me a break because they felt bad for me. Uh, I didn't feel bad. I don't feel, feel bad at all. Bad I never him. got one of those. No, I don't she, feel bad she didn't do it because she feels bad for him. She did it because she could take advantage of it. Wasn't a you pity. don't know how the back end engine worked. No, but, but here's, what, here's what I do know. He was 99 cents an app. Is it a charity? He was 99 cents an app. He downloaded 92,000. I'm a very charitable guy, too. helping America and making the world a better place. No, it is not crap. We are not the charity tank. No, we are not the charity tank. That's not charity, Rob. You know what? That's not charity. Really? How does it work? And- right. So you had this kid. He's a very good student. He yeah. got a lot of scholarships. He got the Bill Gates scholarship, yeah. right? The Bill Melinda Gates scholarship uh, covers yeah, like everything. Yeah, like 1.2 million in scholarships. In yeah. 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 O'Leary's got uh, a thing in that little fight where he says he 
they they shove the 40k down his throat yeah. like pot like like, <laughs> like, like goose like for, goose for pate. Pate. yeah um, but yeah they, the, but he's he's well qualified so he, he made uh, a search engine that is for national scholarships it's not right. for institutional which i thought was interesting right they don't they don't right. search for scholarships based on individual schools it's only the national right. scholarships which is still like making something a lot easier a lot more accessible it's good for the scholarship as well as the student, right? right. Because people do scholarships because they want people to get them. It's a win-win. Yeah. And it's it's a good program. It looks like Scholly is still around. It's still, still around. very popular. Uh, I, think I don't it's know how this guy is now, doing. Okay. Um, okay. Which honestly is a better model for something like that than just yeah. a one-time download. Um, Although it's kind of funny because like you're not going to be subscribed to it for very long. No, but probably. long enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Four years is enough time and there's always going to be more college kids. Right. You know, sure. Who sure. Might, who might be in the market. It's for a good it. model, but mm-hmm. there, there's something... It, it, it's interesting too to see the sharks here fighting over the idea of like charity and a handout and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. because it's, like, the, it's missing the point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like I, I'm like, ah, I'm on, I'm on their side that this is a bad move, but they're, what they're arguing is actually worse. Like yeah. it's just like no, she didn't give him charity. She didn't give him charity. She, she has she a, gets stake a cut. In this. Yeah, she gets a fucking cut. Right. <laughs> So like it, it, uh, it is not charity, but it is sort of like um, there's a thing. It's like I hated people who would give me money um, because they felt bad for me. Yeah. And I don't. That's I not don't, what was happening. And, 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 yeah. and that that's kid not knew that's happening. not what was happening. Either. Yeah. He just knew that the stakes suddenly got incredibly high. She offered him exactly what his first asking thing was. And it could have been fully rescinded. And he 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 panicked too. Yeah. You can see yeah, that of course, in the, the, the negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's not he's not someone he's not he's not someone who swings his dick around. No. Right? He's he's no. just he's just trying to talk he's and, just about a this guy. thing that he made. He's just <laughs> yeah. a fucking college student. I mean, we knew guys like this. We knew yeah. guys like this in college yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who made these really cool programs that helped with scheduling yep, and other yep. things. And it's like they're not the kind of guy who's going to be able to stand up to the these like five vicious psychos no. and yeah. cut a better deal for themselves. They're not Charles Foster Kane. No. no. <laughs> but you know who is a man known as Manish. Manish Sethi. Oh, oh this guy boy. is this guy is great. The, his, I love Manish Sethi. What, what a memeable reaction face yes. this guy has. So like, this is season seven, episode twenty nine. This is the final <laughs> episode of the seventh season. This is the guy that we all got like the most obsessed with. Oh, he's a guy. Like he's uh, a classic example of a guy. He, we were going on in Slack about yeah, yeah, yeah. about this I've, dude. I've got my, my I'm looking at my notes for this episode and under my I've got like a things to talk about for yes. each of these and the first bullet is just Manish's whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Manish comes in and he's like, "Well, I have severe ADHD." He had made a viral video, you know, Christ knows when, where he would he hired someone to so this is already a guy with money right right yeah. he hired someone to slap him in the face whenever he would log on to facebook like that in guy the, mr beast and i was gonna say it's like the losing my edge video lcd sound system oh, anyone, anyone? I, I was gonna say it was the oh fuck i can't believe you've done this we should play here real quick as well just his opening like just so you can hear what he sounds yes like. salvo havelock helps you become aware by alerting you oh. when you behaviors you'd like to reduce and simply press the button and Pavlok releases a mild electric sensation that helps you reduce cravings. <laughs> you can laugh, but it's actually something very serious. <laughs> My guy. No. <laughs> you know no. it is not. No. You, you you may laugh, but I'm as serious as cancer when I say that rhythm uh, is a dancer. He ha- he has a he has a kind of similar cadence to the former president of Nintendo of America. 
What Reggie? Reggie yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of the same I, vocal vocal like like cadence hmm. to it. Re- Reggie was a lot more like polished. Sure, but this feels like sort of like where Reggie like started off before he got really comfortable speaking in front so of. So you're saying okay. that Manish is a is a student of the Reggie uh, school of <laughs> presentation? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. The shock is fun. <laughs> if it's not fun, why bother? Well, that's all the time I've got. I've got to go off and shock myself with my <laughs> Pavlock. So what Pavlock is, is it's like a Fitbit that doesn't, I don't think, do anything. Maybe it still reads your it's pulse absolutely. and your breathing. It harms but you. But it gives you an electric shock. Yes, it is the it is the Fitbit that hurts. Which is like, you can already buy products that do this sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, oh, really? Through various other websites. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Perhaps like, I don't know, Fort Trough. Or something mm. along those lines. Th- this is not something that you need a quote wearable to uh, to to accomplish. And apparently, sure. AJ, you went and then looked up reviews for yeah, the yeah, Pavlov. Yeah. Do you have any uh-huh. of those reviews? So uh, this is a review that it's the first one that comes up when you Google yeah. it. It is one star. Oh, I have bought two now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Works well for a while, but after a few months, the battery wigs out and it randomly shocks me oh, without no. my alarm going off. Then it won't go off when my alarm has a scheduled time. Tried to contact customer support and they never got got back to me oh my god it is annoying because you pay quite a bit of money yeah and then it stops working these things are like 250 200, bucks which yeah idky but because i only use it to wake up but i wish they would contact me and let me know why it wigs out and again there are alarm clocks that shock you that don't cost 200 dollars. yeah that yes. you could wear instead of this right uh, which I mean, it is it is a very sleek design. Is the only thing I'll say for it. Like it, I mean, looks it looks like, like a Fitbit. It just looks like yeah. a Fitbit. It is. It is really funny <laughs> though when Manish starts to actually talk about the studies and stuff, yeah. which are not actually studies he's commissioned. It's just studies he's found, like on JSTOR, yeah, I guess. Studies yeah. that he's found about like negative. That like aversive conditioning aversive is conditioning. a thing. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it sure does exist. You named your product after, after, after Pavlov. Pavlov. Although I, I would think also having his own studies wouldn't necessarily be any, like that's not convincing to me. Maybe it's convincing to a shark. But it might it's like, be more convincing to an investor because you can show that there's a real, sure, like you sure. can, a big part of it is the FTC. It's like what claims you are able to mm-hmm, make mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, market mm-hmm. Based on the fact that you have he, actual yeah, he goes pretty studies. deep. Like this will make food taste different. Exactly. If you, exactly. But it's also like it's purely voluntary. You have to give yourself the shot. Right. It's not like it's able to sense when you're eating food. Yeah. The only thing it can do automatically is on right. a timed basis. Yeah. But you can that, you can give the app to someone else to do it for you. Kinky. And I'm, which I'm is, sure yeah, that has something been used you can for get that from other websites again yes. uh, with different applications. And Probably they can go cheaper. into the various holes, mm. Mm. including holes you don't usually think of things going into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just got to move the taint out of the way. Uh, <laughs> that's not where it is. <laughs> it's insane. This guy's taint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went, I, I looked at Mr. Satie's TEDx talk. Yeah. And you know, when it's a TEDx, that means it's extremely better than normal. Well, Lori, yeah, Lori Cheek also has a talk. TEDx. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. It's yeah. Shark Tank presenters doing TEDx. 
a wonderful thing. This this is sure. this is TEDx Windsor, Ontario. Is this guy Canadian? No. no. <laughs> this man is no Richie Haunton. He had to travel no. to a foreign country to give his TEDx talk. I, <laughs> and he did it. So the whole thing, and this is what TEDx talks end up being all the time, is just someone's ad. Uh, his whole thing is on how money is storytelling. It's one of the it most the story we tell speeches ourselves. I have ever watched. But the whole purpose of this is that we can tell a story of abundance. Remember that word? We were talking all about that in the mid 2010s. Well, we were also talking about a couple, maybe about a year ago in the era of zero interest. Turns yeah. out once interest goes up, yeah. abundance disappears. So he has de- he wants to develop a cryptocurrency <laughs> yes. linked, oh, yeah. linked to his fucking Pavlov yes. so that yes. you, pay, you yes. get paid money every time you shock yourself, which how are you generating any kind of value that way? But you see this way, Perhaps someone in Africa could make $30,000. That's his pitch. Maybe someone <laughs> in Africa could make $30,000. Imagine a world. Ima- like, mm. just just get John Lennon, put him at a piano, mm. and think about some guy in fucking Harare, Zimbabwe, I mean, to be honest, making $30,000 really once. really not too different from the substantive message of John Lennon's Imagine. Yes. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> which Manish had a little bit more specificity there than John, which, which of course much. John Lennon actually wrote at the TEDx conference in Windsor. Uh, uh, yeah, Manish is actually in so, that celebrity so imagine video. I, the the I looked up Volt. It does not exist anymore. I looked up Pavlok Volt, which then just leads you to reviews and articles about Pavlok saying how many volts it shocks right, you with. Right, right, sure. But then I found a page on the Pavlok site for Volt because the link that he gives you in the TEDx talk is dead. Okay. Uh, but I found the Volt page that just said, You have signed up to have 20 volts or whatever. Please wait. Well, and it had the little Zombocom like <laughs> rotating loading wheel. It's oh, not actually no. loading anything. <laughs> So this guy like didn't even know how to do it. I found the Pavlok. You can do anything at Pavlok Volt. <laughs> you sure can. Anything. I, so I found the Pavlok subreddit. Yes. And guys were talking oh. about volts. Oh my god. All that volts were was a fucking discount program. Yeah. You could it was points. Yeah. It was points. Oh. You got points where you could get like a, a gift card for Applebee's or so something. So it's not even a true uh, if like you currency. Were, it's not yeah, a crypto. If you were okay. subscribing, it it, it is absolutely nothing. I love it. At all. And then I found out that his brother has a fucking finance show on Netflix that he probably just paid for himself (laughs) called how to get rich. What, what are you can the me- watch it today. What are some of the messages for? I don't know. Rich? Go fuck yourself. Suck me <laughs> off. Eat right. my fucking wow. shit. You dumb bitch. Uh, okay. That's what the episodes are titled. I'm coming for you, Manish Sati, and your dumb <laughs> bitch fucking brother. Um, suck shit and eat a fuck. Eat a you get him. Stop get it. Em. Stop it. <laughs> AJ, stop it right now. AJ, your thoughts on uh, Manish Sethi, Pavlok, etc. Real bad vibes (laughs) from this guy. Yeah. Uh, Just some real, (laughs) you're going to lose your shirt vibes from this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Mark Cuban, to his credit, picks up on pretty quick. Yes. He's like, this man is a scam artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That again, the famed bullshit detector, right? This is one of the reasons that the producers will throw scam products out there for variety and they'll make sure that it's an episode that Cuban is on. Yeah. So that he does his whole shtick because yeah. he's got a whole thing where it's like, you say this, you make these claims, you, ooh, 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 you ooh, make me ooh. so mad. <laughs> they, got, they got the Scars Guard guy from Succession to come on and go, your numbers are cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, actually makes him an offer. And it's pretty good because Manish had asked for 500000 for 3.14% of the company because, again, yeah. I'm making the world's biggest J.O. motion right yeah. now. He's that kind of guy. You can, you can probably hear sock. it in the Doppler effect of Josh's voice. The offer that O'Leary makes <laughs> is rather than 500k of you know straight equity investment, I'm giving you the money. He offers him 500k as debt at a seven five. <laughs> 7.5% interest rate, which is not bad. No, like this, it's basically what he is asking. And he even Except goes into the straight equity. Yeah. He, but he, he says, no, I, I like it. I like the deal. I like the, I like deal, the structure. But, I like everything. But I do like him as a person, but I feel like as an investor in the company, it would be really bad. Manish, you didn't want an offer here today, I did you really? I absolutely want an offer. I absolutely you just came you in for one, exposure. And why don't you want the structure of that offer? Why it's not? The, the structure is actually quite good. Uh, <laughs> it's the person. It's the person. I feel like... I would take an offer from anybody besides Mr. Wonderful. Manish, you're a d Get the out of here. Oh! Um, okay, well, if you, are you all out? Because Manish has this idea that he wants to change the world with this. Right. And so he thinks being associated with this prick is going to hurt his like messianic goal of of saving the world through small electric shocks on a fucking Fitbit. Well, and this is a lot yeah. of them specifically go for Cuban for that exact reason, yeah. because Cuban in his investments, you know, you think about like his pharmacy, right? Because Mark Cuban is such an evangelist for like technological solutions to modern mm -hmm, problems. Mm -hmm. That's obviously what Manish was going for here. And right. O'Leary is, you know, an asshole. And so, yeah, it's like well, fellow sharks call him a troll right. at multiple points. Which, yeah, you know, sure. fair. Yeah. But like, also, yeah, so, so Manish thinks that the public perception of being linked with this guy would ruin his dreams of uh, the vault coin because his uh, that, that guy in Zimbabwe is going to be like, I could make $30,000, yeah. but like, Mr. Like, Wonderful, Kevin I don't know. He's a real jerk. Uh, yeah, it's just it's inane. It's 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 inane. And it speaks to the mentality of a lot of the people who go on the show who don't understand that the reason that you go on the show is for the money. Yeah. yeah. Which is the thing that O'Leary always says. He'll 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 repeatedly say in like negotiations and when people are presenting the product, yeah. they're not upfront about the numbers. What he always says is, I don't care about that. I care about the money. Well, and I but feel that's like, all that matters. I feel like the business world being what it is, no one gives a shit about who your investors are no, in that no. way. No. Like people don't care. There's fucking not a lot of Jeffrey Epstein no. is your investor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like they just care that you have the money and the product and then you can just ride that wherever you want. Exactly. Right. You can, you can yeah. sell X to PayPal and you can shape public opinion in your direction because right. you already have the billions of dollars and you're going to buy Twitter for yourself. And right? the fact like, that you that's get, it. And then getting the money and getting more money and having more things that you are invested in then makes you one of those guys. Yeah. First you, you get the money, then you get the power. Then then you get uh, the facts of life on DVD. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Jesus, what's, God. What's 2D gotten herself into now? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this is the most that I think Kevin sounds like Trump. There's just a very specific moment where he says, uh, you're very unpleasant to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very sort of Trump undercutting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like I don't know, attempting to be funny for the cameras. I don't know. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very fucked the vibes although, in this one. Although I don't think O'Leary is trying to be funny here. I, he's just straight up. He's he does, just, he's he does just not actually like this mad. Guy. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that's the other thing is he got he, mad well, that, that was before he, he turned down his deal. Like right, he's but just he's like, got anger management issues, clearly. And yeah. By the <laughs> way, did, that guy? did I mention that his wife killed a guy? No. What? So like how? With she was driving Tools? her boat Kindness? at night without lights on and hit another boat, I want to say. Why would you drive a boat at night without lights on? That's a great question, Brian. Mm. Let's move on now to uh, a company known as Jack's Stands. This is season eight, episode eight. Dark, dark sided. I needed to get at least one child in here. The stink of evil Um, from her. Uh, What? At least one? You mean there's more? Oh, yeah. There's more childs? Especially as the show progressed. Like, Uh, you would oftentimes end up getting, I think there's like an episode in every season from like maybe eight or so onward where it's just the kids. So here we have Marjo Gortner of capitalism Mm -hmm. coming in and telling everyone about a fucking lemonade yeah, stand. Yeah, Get real, kids. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it, how it's described is even dark-sided. Next into the tank is a kid entrepreneur who wants to help other kids fulfill their entrepreneurial aspirations. What the fuck does that He's mean? He's starting a pyramid scheme. Yeah, oh my God, that's exactly uh, what this he's is. He's starting a, just a night, a big wooden pyramid that he can hang Koroks I from. I mean, to be fair, it's his dad who's doing it and yes. using him as a prop. Oh. Yeah. Let's go ahead and listen to the clip of the pitch. Demoniac. Jack Stands and Marketplaces provides kids and their families opportunities to learn about entrepreneurship, business, financial literacy, while having fun and making some money. We provide everything except their mood and their enthusiasm. Jack Stands offers kids the opportunity to sell lemonade and other drinks. We offer kids the opportunity to sell more than just lemonade. Jack's Marketplaces provides young entrepreneurs the opportunity to sell their products in authentic and great marketplaces and have kids sell those great products and tell the inspirational stories of these young entrepreneurs. So Sharks, our challenge and question to you is, who wants to make money? While inspiring our nation's youth in entrepreneurship. Jack Stands and Marketplaces has the same vibe as uh, Tom goes to the mayor's spray a carpenter rug, <laughs> and it will be just as deadly to children as that was. Yeah, yeah. The, the the core of the business, and I'll be honest, I didn't fully understand the pitch here. The, I tried to wrap my yeah, head around so it. The it wasn't idea clear. was, and I went to the website even, check yeah. out the website if you like web design, Josh. Oh, it's my uh, passion. <laughs> it's so good. Um, the idea was that they were going to make kiosks that then other kids were going to work at, to oh. sell their shit at the kiosk? If I misunderstand it, don't sue me because I'll fucking hunt you. That kid's probably 18 now, so legally. <laughs> legally, you can hunt him in the state of Colorado. That's right. Yeah. Uh, things get so bizarre in this because then they're like, oh, yes, we got a big loan from Young Americans Bank. The, the only, only bank, bank in America that children. What is that? What is that? Is that a real bank? Like we, this is, we need ammonium nitrate and we need it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, take it, me away from this. <laughs> it's so like, Ooh, that's it, a bank run, run by the scrub daddy and his horrible <laughs> scrub family. <laughs> I, I watched not the sponge, the guy, the, the guy, guy who came in earlier. The horrible, yeah, the yeah. grimy pervert, <laughs> the grimy pervert currently stuck to our floor. He was buying children, babies at retail. (laughs) I don't know what store that is. I haven't been to Meyer in a while, but I don't think they've changed that much. I I watched this one last 
And let me just tell you, by this point, I thought I was like having a stroke mm. in a fever dream. Because first of all, there's a guest shark who's just a cowboy. Oh, yeah. For some reason. That's Chris Saka. He's a Bay Area guy. He was uh, he he loves talking about how he was an early investor in Uber. That That's how he made oh. his bones. And I'm not and I'm not the only one who I think felt like they were tripping balls while watching this. Because Barbara Corcoran is staring at the boy as if he was a plant that had come to life. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> such big words. From such small boy, like it's it's amazing it's that to thing watch. Where they're like they're really staring at him in the same way that like if you've ever known a puppeteer, this is a very very specific niche yeah. reference. Yeah, and you're like talking to the puppeteer who's talking with the puppet. You mm-hmm. have to look at the puppet, right? Yeah, and if you look at the puppeteer, like that's a faux pas, and they're like, right. don't look at the dad, don't look at the dad, right? You right, can tell right, the kid's right, reading right. like the kid probably could have written a speech of his own, but you can tell he is he has memorized something his dad wrote. Yes, because right. of the where he. Breathes. Yeah. He right. breathes in between words that you wouldn't breathe yeah, yeah, in between yeah, 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 yeah. if you knew what those words definitely were. And so yeah. he is just working or, on this recitation without thinking about it at all. Well, and it's to it's, be it, able to get it out there. That's a really interesting point, too, because you know, I when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I actually did some speeches to raise money actually uh for research for cystic fibrosis. And so there were a few, like when you were little, like mm-hmm. before you were doing forensics and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When okay. I was maybe like eight. Um, Because, you know, everybody loves, you know, you throw a cute kid up on stage Mm -hmm. um, and they can talk in a way that feels a little precocious or whatever. And then they give you their money. And so I did that at a couple functions. And I do remember that I actually did write those speeches myself. And so I did not have any trouble getting through them. But I can also I can also remember what it felt like delivering it. Yeah. And knowing that I had my own words to fall back on if Something failed me mm-hmm. and this kid doesn't No, because also when yeah. you, you see him stumble a couple times and he has to like go back to get back on track yep. because again, he doesn't really know what he's saying. Yeah, no, it feels gross. It feels really gross and none more so than when the sharks start telling him no. And mm. at that point I was like, are they going to like make this kid cry? Yeah, on I know. And the, and the camera is like. We're going to make this child cry. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to watch this. Ch- One of these people will die. It's the old lady. It's her. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just like yeah. you are going to watch this child suffer. He actually does fine. But he, he makes um, through it. Yeah. Uh, then his dad, you know, smacks the shit out of him afterwards, probably. Yeah, but like, he, yeah I really hope this kid's not. He dares yeah. to discipline him. Yeah. Yeah. I really I really hope this kid's not absolutely fucked up. But it's like it's like, you know, I, he's like, I loved entrepreneurship. Like, it's a thing he actively like wants to love. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, does he? Yeah, have he said a my dad concept? gave me a loan to start a lemonade stand. A small this guy's one thousand dollars. Fucking psychopath. Just get your kid a lemonade stand. You freaking weirdo. I mean, I tried to do a lemonade stand when I was a kid. You know who came by and bought lemonade? My parents. But I, I yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what? With the price of inflation being what it is, you can't get 25. The price of lemonade. inflation is crazy. It used to be you could get inflation <laughs> for a quarter. For a quarter now, on the dollar. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, now, it, now it's like $3 for an inflation. Uh, at least. But there's something about the lemonade stand, too, with right? Goku, Where it's, it's extra. This, it's, oh, yeah. The Goku is extra. He just keeps drinking lemonade, and it's like, can he drink more lemonade? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I gotta piss this out. No, Goku, you've gotta hold it in. You got to keep getting bigger. That's how that woman died trying to get that. Oh, yeah, wee. hold your wee for yeah. Wee, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, Goku wouldn't because he's so strong. That's right. He that's is very right. strong. <laughs> Goku is has a house filled with wees. How well, do you think he went Super Saiyan the first time? Right. His hair turned yellow instantly. <laughs> right. The pee just flew pee. right up in there. 
I was what I was going to say is there is something very obviously like all American about the idea of the lemonade stand. It's like mm-hmm. the paper route, right? It's one of those things that is just this is how you teach kids the value of hard work. Yeah. This is yeah. how you teach them the value of you know running their own business by giving your your ten year old child a high interest loan that he has to pay back. But that's the weird thing, right? Is it's yeah. like I I I I do think that there can be value in you know a kid having a job, yeah. Like, you know, to do sure. it's like because yeah. it's, it, you know you go out you do a thing you have something to do you make a little bit of money you can use that money for shit that's nice yeah. but there's something about in, in again in later seasons of shark tank you really really start to see this where it's like the ideal of the entrepreneur whatever the fuck that means yeah right and how they are trying to mold these children into being sort of the, the little tiny capitalistic ubermenschen yeah, um, yeah right. who, who who will grow and become you know the the new uh john galtz yeah uh, of yes. this world right you know i'm not one who would go to bat for child labor yeah uh, you know and i don't think any of us here are I but, am. but okay great um, but like, <laughs> but I mean, but that's, that's also, that's also a huge Everybody part of is a worker, full employment right, all times. Right. Oh, no, no, but, but that, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in favor of child labor on Marxist grounds. <laughs> sure. But, but that is, a, that is a thing that, you know, Republicans are now pushing now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of states is that they yes. want to get the children yes. to work. Yes. They yes. want to get their 10 year olds to work. And this is part of that propaganda. Yes. Because look how happy he is. He loves yeah. doing this thing yeah. that he totally wants to be doing instead of watching Pokemon or something. Also, also, they literally cannot practice this business. It is illegal for them to do what this was. Oh, pitching. Really? That's what I found from looking up this business afterwards oh. is like, oh, they, shit. They, they can't do this in the state huh. of Colorado because well, it's child labor. Well, but, yes. but in the state of Iowa, on the other hand, uh, you know, to, 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 mm-hmm. to go exactly to your point, yeah. AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm just reading here right now from NBC News. Child labor bill passed by Iowa legislature appears to violate federal law. Federal yeah. officials say, "Yeah, I wonder which way the Supreme Court's going to swing on uh, that particular yeah, issue." No, exactly. Well, here's the but thing. This, this, like, no, this, I, I, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is an existential fight, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the the fascinating thing about Shark Tank as a piece of reactionary propaganda yeah. is that it's able to take these ideals and they're pure ideals. We exist. This is purely existing in the world yeah. of ideology, yeah. high ideology, yeah. the purest, rawest most uncut form of capitalism imaginable pure ideology and it's 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 taking this it's really good and it's taking this ideology and it's packaging it in a way that gives people a narrative that they can hold on to it's narrative meeting ideology and that Mm -hmm. is the way that you win people over to these horrifying things because you know if you have like a child labor bill let's say yeah the obvious thing is no, they shouldn't be working. That's yeah. unsafe for them. Also, they're fucking children. Yeah. So like and, and, and there ought to be a labor force that can do this work. Yeah. Right. But, you know, and, and that's if a, that, a kid can be a boss. They can definitely be an employee. Right. Exactly. If a baby yeah. can be a there boss. We go. Yeah. And so, here's the thing. Like, you're right. It is an existential problem. Right. Because we're going to need more climate control. And if you want climate control in your building. Mm. Right. You want good air conditioning because the world's getting hotter. Mm. You're going to want good sealed Pella windows and you mm. cannot get them sealed up properly unless you have very tiny little uh, hands. Working so on that's them. why they yeah. need it in Iowa. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Did but, somebody call for tiny hands? <laughs> if the if the not f- now country boy, if okay. the framing of the argument, this, this is the point that I want to make here. Yeah. Yeah. If the framing of the argument is along the lines of what ought childhood to be? 
and like should children maybe not be exploited for wages, then yeah, people are going to fall down on the socialist side of things nine times out of 10. Of course. But if the line of argument is along, well, how are kids going to learn responsibility? Mm -hmm. How are they going to become productive members of society? Aren't these things actually teaching them the basic skills and so forth that they need to contribute? Then yeah, that framing, the framing of Shark Tank, is going to, rather than having these kids be these individual Randy and Prime movers, they yeah. become grist for the labor mill, yeah. but in a right. way that purports to be empowering them. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. fucking sick. This is a show you like? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to get to that in a little bit because that that is sort of the main this that's the main battle for me at the heart of this episode yeah, 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 because yeah. that was a very wonderful speech about a show that you like and yeah. that is that is sort of where I land on Shark Tank too because you're right there is something weirdly compelling mm-hmm. about this show despite it being one of the most reprehensible things I've ever seen yeah. and I think none more so than in this well in, well in this in this final one well that before you we get us, to the final one we should yep. note he did get the investment oh right of course yeah. which again they it turned out to be a huge fucking just absolute blunder. Yeah, like you, I mean, you it, couldn't it, do anything with this business. And it didn't, right. I'm sure it didn't actually close, but Saka offered the kid a $50,000 loan at 2% interest. Yeah. Conditional on starting a podcast, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, this is probably Jesus. not a good business. You should start an entrepreneurial podcast. And I couldn't see if he had or not. So, well, uh, he said to start it on Periscope, which yeah. uh, is not a platform <laughs> I'm particularly familiar with. But I'm sure the deal didn't close. So all of this yeah. is moot. Anyway. Yeah. Which is good because as, as as, he, as they said, as as you know, the kids were leaving. I think it was O'Leary who said, "That's that's like the most in debt nine year old yeah. I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and if even he's saying that's like yeah. a bad move, then it's, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. It, it it's it's really living up to my dream of hopefully one day doing a real Squid Game with kids, kids, uh. kids, Squid Game, kids game, Skid game, Squid, Skid, Squid, Squid, Squid Squ- kids. Squ- a uh, skid, a four hundred fifty-six thousand dollars squid game in real life, if you will. Oh, hmm. 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 much to think about. But yeah, let's go ahead now and move on to a later season yeah. episode. This is this is actually season thirteen. So yeah. Jack stands with season eight, round twenty-one. The pitch we're talking about now is season thirteen, episode seventeen. Season thirteen was last year, so this is post-pandemic. And yeah. the, the vibe has shifted considerably. I mean, also, there's a five year time skip. So there's that. Yeah, but sure, sure, sure. Before we even talk about round 21, yeah. would love to hear your guys thoughts on like the vibe shift. Yeah, it's interesting because they were they were sitting close together, not as close as they apparently were in the pilot where it was like one table. They were all just at a giant table. Yeah. But like the way with that, prop money on the it, way yeah, that yeah. they are edited, they don't seem all that close together. Right. But now they're really not close they're together. Really they're really not close together now. Very, 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 very far apart. And are, still, currently, yeah. the way that they still the film it. now has six foot social distancing yeah. bubbles around the, the chairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, COVID still exists. But it's also, it's an interesting shift in reality shows, right? Because now we're moving into more of the feel-good era of mm. reality television, mm-hmm. right? It is, the Great British Bake Off did fundamentally shift 
mm. an idea of what reality television could be yeah. in the states because all of a sudden you all these feel good <laughs> shows are coming turn, out became a nastier show yeah like, <laughs> like infinitely more cynical and like it's wild like especially in the more recent uh, yeah. seasons of bake off but uh the vibe of this room now feels a lot more feel good right mm-hmm. it feels more welcoming it's the lighting is warmer yes a it, lot warmer it feels it's like more, it's, it's brighter too kind of. it's, it's much brighter it's, in the it's room. a yeah. bit more woke <laughs> they, they do a bit it more is. like it diversity based things too yeah you, you'll yeah. note this too when you watch some of the more yeah, recent episodes doing yeah, today, they, yeah. They, they oftentimes will bring in people from underrepresented backgrounds yeah yeah um to be well, like also because yeah it's it's an easy way to get people who are from who who, who can uh, who can hit that American dream thing? Right. Who came from very right. little and, and got to where and, they and, are. And, yeah. and wouldn't you know it? Everybody can just achieve it by pulling yeah. up their bootstraps, including including people from traditionally marginalized backgrounds. Yeah. There, yeah there's yeah, nothing yeah. systemic standing in their way. They just need to work hard. Oh, yeah. No, they just need a very wealthy person to throw money at them. Yes. <laughs> and then they'll be fine. It's like the, the entire worldview is that of a, like a Dickensian orphan. Right. <laughs> it's just like everything can be fixed if yeah. like the one person with money bestows it. <laughs> if, only, if only Mrs. Haversham, who, who, who yeah. has nothing going wrong in her life. I would she can love, help you out a lot. I would love if she were a shark. If she yeah. just appeared just covered in cobwebs. <laughs> it's just setting on fire every now and then. <laughs> but I think you're onto something interesting there too, AJ, with the meanness uh, versus niceness component here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How like, I, I think when Shark Tank is at its best, it actually is a fundamentally mean show. Well, yeah. it's a mean concept. But it's interesting. Right. It seems like people are, are in a lot of ways more interested in the pitches that go right than the pitches that go wrong. Which, there are some real right. winners. I'm also very interested in either a very like tense back and forth negotiation or an interesting failure. Yeah. yeah. You, you think, want to see a freak just get oh, thrown yeah. out on his ass. Oh, and oh, I'm absolutely. surprised at how little there is. Of they really don't do it at all. Anymore. Well, yeah. it's, the, it's the taste in reality. Television has changed so much since American Idol. Right. Which I think was sort of like yeah. the pinnacle yeah. of like, look yeah. at this freak yeah, 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 yeah. kind of uh, reality TV show storytelling. And now it is all about the human interest story yeah. because, you know, the world is getting worse mm-hmm. by yeah. the day. So people want to believe that they can escape their yes. current circumstances yes. and some way and what better than to step into a room and uh put some art on some sports memorabilia absolutely uh we've got this woman here and uh she's she's a brand called round 21 this is a brand that merges art and sports she's asking for two hundred fifty thousand dollars for three percent of the company and and honestly at the beginning of this pitch i was like oh that's kind of fun it's like it's, oh, no, it's, it's real, real cool thing. i actually do yeah. they put what what they've done is they've put graphics on balls but, but it's cool because it's like these are designs that are done in tandem with the branding teams for these pro athletes. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. is like if an, especially if an athlete has like a nonprofit or something, right. they can team up with that nonprofit and be like, OK, here's. You I know, saw a football with Patrick Mahomes, name on it. Maybe yeah, they kind of did like these graphics that appealed to the judges yeah. like Mark Cuban had like a little football with the thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, so so I was largely on board. And then and then and then and then and then we hear this. We extend and promote creativity through digital sporting goods as well. The viral NFT collaborations that extend their digital engagement, the Digi, with our physical sporting goods, the Fizzy, a business model we call Digi Fizzy. This goes entirely unremarked upon. They They laugh at Digi Fizzy. They chuckle at the phrase Digi Fizzy, but that's it. There's no but commentary on this. Abs- Again, yeah, we've it's had- like, oh, that's nice. That's a ha 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 We've had these moments and, and Josh, you even sent us some of these like worst ofs mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. Cuban is just like, this is bullshit. 
you're making shit up. Right. You know, this like chocolate that's supposed to remove the calories from your body. Oh, Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. And then he sees NFT and he's like, let me take my penis out for a second Absolutely. and make it a little touchy touch. Yeah, Mark uh, actually goes and he, he gives he gives a definitely not <laughs> at throck. all scripted explainer of what NFTs are. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this is clearly totally off the dome. The producers didn't yeah. tell him about this yeah. at all. Oh, when, did, when did this episode air? Uh, so this is season 13. So this is about a year and a half ago. This is right before NFTs yeah. crashed. Like, okay, this wow. is like the Dan Olson video coming out. This, is like, this out. probably yeah. came out on the day Dan Olson released that fucking YouTube video. Yeah. And you got uh, you got the FUBU guy saying like, and of course, NFTs, I don't know anything about them, but they're here right. to stay, obviously. Yeah, of course they are, Damon. <laughs> which, which you would yeah. you would totally say if that was the case. Lori, Lori, yeah. Lori, after hearing Mark's explanation of what NFTs are, she just goes, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting graphics on a ball. Sure. That's yeah. not a terrible business. Yeah. That's and, and, and specifically because she works in marketing. This lady who's pitching this thing. Um, she she knows marketing. Yeah. And the whole business is actually we're not making the balls necessarily. Right. We are teaming up with this athlete, with this brand, with this nonprofit to work with this company right. that makes the balls. Right. And and, and, yeah. and this is another important point about these later episodes of Shark Tank. She's not just good at branding. She has come up through corporate in yeah. different, you know, huge. Yeah, she has a bunch of connections. Fortune 1000 companies. Yeah. yeah, sure. Up to the point that before she was doing this, she was VP of branding at Peloton. Um, yeah. which I guess she got out at exactly the right time. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm say, oh no, but, but so but like, branding was, was all that Peloton had. Exactly. Which and, is why it collapsed. But yeah. like you can see how the profile. Hey, hey Peloton mm. is still being used mm. by 92% of members after their first year of purchasing a Peloton. And I know this because <laughs> it is the only commercial that plays on Hulu <laughs> whenever we watch fucking Hulu. I don't know where that number comes from, oh, but man. it is seared and onto my saying, fucking hey, cortex. Hey, we're still a real business. <laughs> we, yeah, for real, guys. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like when Domino's rebranded by saying, hey, sorry, our pizza fucking but sucks. At least they said it. I think you had mentioned earlier about how, like, the the profile of these people shifting and and mm. you know the bay area fucking assholes and stuff like that yeah, yeah. This is and a great... mark cuban looks like he is dead he's yes. fully dead yes yes <laughs> he's just being piloted by a bunch of rats it's, in a, exactly. it's a meet dave situation <laughs> <laughs> just, there's just a bunch of eddie murphy's inside mark cuban <laughs> yeah it's not smaller mark cubans it's still eddie murphy it's still eddie murphy <laughs> so not just is the the profile of these people getting higher the money is getting bigger right yeah. because the yeah. ask is 250k for three percent and she has most recently raised a round of 1.39 million dollars on a valuation of 6.25 million through Y Combinator. And if you don't yeah. know who Y Combinator is, they're the people that give you all the money ever if you're in tech. Like she, she doesn't need the she money. She does not need to be on Shark Tank. No, no. No, no. But she probably applied to get on Shark Tank at the same time she was working on everything else and yep. then all of it came through. Yep. And so she's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's also part of it, but also like the publicity of it can't be undersold too, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if you do have all the money, just appearing on the show and showing your product, like Josh, you were saying, it's an infomercial. Oh yeah, but this is the other thing too, is like you see this on the show sometimes where they're like, well, are you really here to make a deal? Because as the show has progressed, this is another problem with like late Shark Tank, Yeah, is you have so many, so many companies that clearly are only interested in the commercial. And what's funny is a lot of these people actually pull out because they're, because the NFT thing is so alienating. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah They yeah. can't say right. anything negative because, I don't know, it's in Mark Cuban's contract or something? Well, and probably right. Kevin O'Leary's oh, contract, Kevin O'Leary, too. Because yeah, apparently be he owns the... 
he, he just owns NFT as he, a concept? He owns the domain name NFT.com. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he just made really it sound like on. he owned NFT as like you couldn't do it on the internet. And it's like, I love yeah. decentralization. No, he just doesn't no, know what he's, he just owns a domain name. He owns the domain That's name so NFT.com. He doesn't That's know what so he's good. talking about. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, and so like everybody else except for him basically is like, I've got interest in another NFT product right. or I don't know what NFTs are so I can back out. And it's like, this shouldn't have been the center of your business. And she was like, oh yeah, we have uh, potential for making $40,000 on NFTs or something like that. It's yeah, like, it's there's no money there. there. It's minuscule. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've sold, as of the point of this pitch, 354000 in physical goods like balls yep. and twenty k in NFTs, which is a shockingly high number considering. Yeah, so they, like, they, they got into much. the yeah. right place at the right time and right. sold like five NFTs and that was it. But the well, numbers aren't big enough for Cuban either. No, so he not, just, they're, they're not, that's not yeah, a number anymore. No, like, no. But it makes, it makes this deal very funny to me that she inevitably gets because right. she fleeces him. Yeah. She, because of like what happens, ends up happening with NFTs just a couple months later. Yeah, that's true. Right. She, she, she gets a great deal. Yeah. Assuming the deal went through, which I'm almost yeah. sure that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin ends up, the final deal is that Kevin's going to get um, a 1.5% royalty on all NFTs sold yeah. in 10% of the company in exchange for the 250K. But yeah, those are, those royalties are zero because mm-hmm. nobody's yeah. buying NFTs anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he got royally fucked because he, <laughs> he had the hubris to think that buying NFT.com was going to be like his golden ticket. Well, I mean, he also thought that his large stake in FTX was going to be his golden ticket. Um, yeah, oh, no. Really? Did you not know about this? No. Yeah. See, we don't know anything about the sharks, Josh. I just. This th- is this is your passion. Oh, just get horny. No, like. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I just think about the visage of uh, Kevin O'Leary and I pop a boner. Um, no, the, the, if, if you go and you watch. <laughs> I need to scrub that image from my mind. <laughs> oh, I've got a scrub daddy who can help you with that um, uh, oh, oh. no no he's grabbed the microphone no get him out of here do you know what kind of clothes i love wearing oh god what what scrub daddy what kind of clothes trench coats oh no why why well i can hold a bunch of watches in them okay and that also so bad. okay I just hang out and no, no, just fully, daddy. just no. unencumbered, <laughs> oh. just the brain and the wind. You know no. what I mean? Oh, oh, just hanging. No. No. You want to see? You want to see in my trench coat? <laughs> oh God! I mean, kinda. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I mean, I just, I just, I, I, I after yeah, all okay, this, uh, I, yeah. let's get something really clear. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want it, it doesn't help me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm out of here. This is, this, fucking... is, this is easily the most wait, alienating wait, bit you've ever Scrub done. Daddy, Scrub Daddy, come back. Scrub Daddy, come back. I need, yeah. I just need to know if your taint's weird like mine. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about FTX though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because if you go and you watch. Fucking taint extreme. If you go and watch the senate hearings and in ben mm-hmm. mckenzie uh the guy really, from the oc <laughs> the very same uh he Turned fucking economist he really really uh <laughs> did a great job of testifying before the yeah. senate uh, and um, actually like i recommend the episode of chapo chapo did a great great episode because he oh, just cool. he just walks you through what his book is yep like, yep yep um and it was free. and it was right Ooh. before everything crashed too which yeah. is very interesting yeah. but yeah it's it, that and dan olson's video yeah. and like yep and just it was about to crash anyway but basically <laughs> right. they also brought kevin o'leary in to testify and it's very interesting and i'll see maybe if i can find a little bit of the audio because okay. it's interesting hearing him outside of his shark tank persona 
Oh, interesting. Because he's trying to be authoritative, and again, he's an idiot. Like he's, yeah, he's he doesn't a, he's, have it. He's, he's, he's yeah. just a he's, fucking boo. He's a stupid guy. Yeah, uh, who got very lucky with a bad deal. Yeah, right. But he's trying to convince the Senate that like everything that was going on with Sam Bankman-Fried, like he didn't know about any of that. He's just. It's just a little baby, like you know. Yeah, who who could have possibly known? It, this it's, guy... it's that. It's just that. It's Ugh. like, well, based on everything I heard, like I just who who could who could say who could know, and he just lacks any and all credibility. Sure. And it's, it's so interesting seeing him in this environment because also, like Shark Tank is a show where suckers come on and they get rooked, basically. Yeah. Mm. But Kevin O'Leary is a sucker himself. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he got pulled into more the, like suck tank. Get him, uh, fucking. So he yeah. got pulled into the suck tank. biggest <laughs> con of the past decade. Yeah, and, and, and it's like again, it comes back to the thing of like, well, what are these people using as their metric for what they consider to be a worthwhile investment or not? What does their yeah. due diligence look like, and why yeah. is it that they can also get pulled into these greater fool cons? Well, I, I think it's just because they convince themselves that they are better than other yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like um, it's like the it's like Firefest and it's like Elizabeth Holmes, mm-hmm. right? Or or Juicero. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like you have all of these people who, if you can make them think that they're geniuses, because they already do, but if you make them think that they're even more of a genius, yeah. You can get anything you want out of them. Well, mm-hmm. I think there's also a part of it. There, I think age also has something to do with it, right? Like a lot of the older investors are more willing to give you money if they think you're the next cool thing. Right. Yeah, like yeah, if they're yeah. if it's like, oh, this guy reminds me of him when I was his yeah, age. Well, I'm going to give him a lot of the, the start that he needs. I'm nope, going to give him the startup money. Nobody wants to miss out on the next Facebook, right? It's of course. Like, yeah. Despite the like veneer that Shark Tank puts on these people. They are the enemy. Yeah. And, and it's impossible mm. to come away from watching this show without having that fundamental realization of like, yeah, these are the people who are going to be first against the wall. Uh, probably. I'm not, <laughs> if, I'm not. I mean, probably not like the first, but definitely close second. There's going to be a wall. Pink we're going to build it. <laughs> uh, so we're making our own pitch because mm. you know what? We're in the tank. We're in the tank full of sharks. That's right. And those sharks... They're you. Hey, yeah, you're listening to this right, right now. I'm pitching hey, you, you on the opportunity to go to patreon.com slash worst of all. And for a mere $5 of your hard earned money per month or, or your easy earned money, if that makes Depending. it, you know, easier to part with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get. <laughs> Lots of more great fucking episodes just like yeah. this one. Yeah. Uh, every other week, you know, is is premium only. So get on there. Get that hot, hot content. Um, yeah. And and if you sign up, you also get bonuses every month, like fancy movie time. And mm-hmm. on the $10 tier, you get our monthly Lads cast that's where right. we talk off the cuff about, you know, the stuff that's going on right now. And uh, occasionally on Lads cast, we talk Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. So if that tickles anyone's fancy. <laughs> Doesn't Come tickle mine. Doesn't tickle mine either. I don't know so, why we. Speaking of I don't tickling, know why we're doing this. Speaking of tickling, but, but fancies, this month I will actually talk about Neil Patrick Harris coming to my escape room. Mm. Yeah, and I'll talk about my trip to London. Yeah, hell yeah, and I'll we're, have yeah. a bagel. So, yeah. <laughs> so Josh, speaking of things, yes. that people love as much as I love bagels, mm. you really love Shark Tank. I do. Yeah, as a show. I'm wondering if there is something there. Is it? I mean, is it just as Green Day once said that you want to know your enemy? I think there is that element of it. Yeah. I think that Shark Tank 
gives an unparalleled view into the capitalist mind and especially the American capitalist mind. Mm -hmm. It draws on all of these fundamental myths that we have created in our society about what being a person even is. It makes Mm. it so that you can only conceive of yourself in a market framework in that the best that you are, the best that you can offer is all to do with what you can sell. Now, I don't see the world that way at all. But but a very long time ago, Mm. I did want to be like a Fortune 500 CEO. I believed Mm. in the dream fundamentally Mm. somehow. Mm. And so when I watch these episodes, there's still a little bit of my brain that lights up. It's like, oh, yeah, do the deal, do the negotiation. So much fun. And that's the thing Mm. that keeps me fucking hooked. So I don't know ultimately why I love this show so much beyond the fact that it triggers that part of my brain. Mm. But I will say for anyone out there who's interested in better understanding what it is that capitalism means, what it is that it does, who the people are, who it crushes, go and watch yourself some fucking Shark Tank. You will not regret it. I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. And I'm the worst of all possible Bryans. And I'm the worst of all possible scrub laddies. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm scrubbing. Put your fingers in my holes.